0: Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast at of Denver Comic-Con 2014 and beyond. I am your most excellent host, Ryan. In front of me eating Burger King. Brad. To my right is...
1: Ah, oh, shit. We can't do this right now. Legend of Korra is on, guys. I gotta go.
0: Yeah, fuck you, James. And sitting in front of me also is... Laura. Wow, my wife is really excited to be on the show today.
2: <laughs> so stoked. She's like half well, you know She's well, got her, a martini. She's a little bit buzzed.
0: You, you <laughs> can you know not be on the show.
1: I know. You're oh, gonna bring oh. that kinda,
0: she gonna bring that kind of attitude? I don't want her on the show. Oh man,
1: I I I like having you here, Laura.
2: I like being here, James.
1: Thanks. Yeah, you'll get
0: you'll get tired of her after a while. That was a merry joke, guys. <laughs> that was a
2: merry joke.
3: Oh, <laughs> uh, <It's yeah>. Uncomfortable.
2: <laughs> That's actually one of our favorite things to do. <laughs> like when we're at checkouts. One of us will make like an inappropriate, we'll have like a fake fight when we're like in front of a cashier. <laughs> we do it all the time and then cashier just gets re- really uncomfortable. It doesn't know what to do. It's awesome.
4: Or yeah. they'll invite you to a party and then <laughs> let's just <you> sippy <laughs> with their friends and let you, they'll air their dirty laundry in front of each other.
0: We have dirty laundry?
2: No, I, cl- I just folded it all. We're good. Yeah.
0: <laughs> See guys, that's how, you oh. keep, that's how you keep your wife in check. Tee it up. She does the laundry. She cleans the house. I come home and I'm like... Get me a beer. Everything but the beer part.
1: That was actually a perfect example of why you're married. Yep. Because you, you teed up the joke, and she just
0: Let hit it, go. it <laughs> smacked
1: it. <laughs> like, batted at it like a cat. Yep.
0: Um, this isn't a marriage podcast. This is a movie podcast. <laughs> Every week we go see a new movie, and this week we went and saw Prisoner, starring Hugh the Wolverine Jackman. <laughs> um, hey,
1: L- Hugh the Logan the Wolverine Jackman.
0: Yes. I'm going to tell you a few things. Of course, as always, if you log on to tweakedaudio.com and when you check out, type in Real Nerds in the coupon section as one word and you'll get a third off your whole order and wonder why I sound silky smooth. It's because of the tweaked audio earbuds.
2: Normally, it sounds really irritating. So tweaked audio does wonderful things. Yep.
0: It's a noise reduction thing. Um, also, next week, we'll be at Myth and Legends Con at the Denver Tech Center Sheridan. Man, that came up quick. It did. Dude, we have so much shit going on. It's not even funny. Um <laughs> Yeah. We'll be there next week, so come and say hi. um I haven't got an email back about the panel we're in. um I did get an email back about our press passes, so cool. um make sure you guys sign up for those. We each got our own email
1: Oh okay, for that and to to be clear, uh, don't look for the booth, the booth won't be there. Uh, but we will be there wandering around and so having fun. Just keep your eyes open.
0: Um, I might film something with my iPhone and then give it to Brad and say, "Make this look good."
1: And we'll uh, keep your Fuck. eyes on our uh, <laughs> keep your eyes on our Twitter, and we'll just let you know where, like, what oh, panels yeah. we're going to and stuff like that. So yeah, if you want to like sit next to us and you know, rub our shoulder or something be awesome. like that.
0: And if you know, if uh, during cons, if you follow us on Twitter, we do take pictures and tweet them all the time. Yeah, you know, I have great pictures with me with Claire Kramer and Phil Lamar and. Joe Kelly and Georges John T, and all these great people from Denver Comic Con. Yeah.
1: Which are all on, uh, we with those pictures on Facebook. Yeah, you should check them out. Them,
0: They're man. awesome. Yeah.
4: I'm going to pretend to be Ryan and tweet stuff like, hey, I'm in the Aspen Hall bathroom blowing some dude. Come find me. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's not what I pretend I tweet. I do, do tweet that. That's
0: not a pretend tweet. That's <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> yeah, don't repost his tweets.
0: Yeah, what's that about? Well, I set that to the private. Um, also, October. 5th is a, the Saturday. I was get my days mixed up. October 4th is the Friday. October 5th is a Saturday. We will be at Mile High Horror. Yeah. At the Alamo Draft House in Littleton. If you haven't got tickets for this yet, you must get them soon. I was just looking at their event thing where they invited people. They have over 1500 people going to this thing. Wow. Um, so it's going to be really big. This year, I'm going to try. I hope I can sneak away. I might not be able to, but there is a 35th anniversary screening of Dawn of the Dead Ooh. Uh, there, which I probably won't be able to see, but you know, maybe they're showing it Friday too. We'll see. I'll keep my fingers crossed. Because yeah. um, also Star of Dawn of the Dead, Ken Faree, will be there. And uh, I- I'm really hoping... I'm going to play the Jonathan Tierston card. Jonathan Tierston's been on our show, uh, and he's a really nice guy, and uh, you know he helps us out a lot, and he's friends with him. So I'm hoping that maybe... Jonathan can talk him into being on our show. That'd be awesome. So we'll see. I heard he's really big, though. Like, like a big guy or like... like... Like a big guy, like he's 6'6 or something. Ooh. I I do know he's... I mean, if you've seen the Halloween remake, he plays uh, a guy who's taken a crap when Michael Myers kills him. And the guy who plays Michael Myers is 7 feet tall, and they look like they're kind of almost the same height. So. Oh, man. I don't know if it's camera trick, but I heard he's a pretty big guy. So it'll be interesting. I'll be dwarfed by him, hmm. but that's all right. It'll be fun. Also, Doug Bradley, who plays Pinhead, will be there. Oh, cool. And I promise Laura's friend, uh, who's become my friend, his name's Matt, is a really big Hellraiser fan. So I, I'm going to try to get him on the show and uh, ask him some really tough Pinhead questions. <laughs> um, it'll be fun. It'll like, be fun. Uh,
1: that's the one, yeah, you know, I'm not the I'm not the, the horror guy, but Hellraiser is the one that uh, Scott Derrickson did. Not yeah, had, number had, five. Too, I really want to sure.
0: ask him about that one, too, because yeah. the, a lot of the fans hate it, but yeah. it's one of my favorites, because... I think it's more powerful that Pinhead shows up at the end and tells you why this guy is a piece of shit and why he's in hell yeah. and is torturing him instead of him constantly being throughout the movie. Uh, that's why I think Hellraiser 4 is not that good. Cool. And it takes place in space. That's why Hellraiser 4 isn't good as well. <laughs> um, Also, we'll be at Telluride Horror Fest again. Fuck yeah. Yay! October I'm really, 11th, really excited about through it. October 11th the 13th. It's so much fun.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, hopefully, we'll be able to run into James at the comic auction this week went ahead and got Paul Salmon's Conan book, and hopefully
1: uh, I ju- I just want to sit down with that guy for another hour and know, a half. Right? <laughs> It'll <laughs> like, be lots of fun because re- uh, you know what I realized when we got that book we didn't talk to him about Conan at all. I know, like, uh, and that's you know a year after they remade it and stuff like and, that. Like, and uh, you, what like the I fuck? said, I didn't we
0: after the fact I found out he was on the day the Earth still stood still, still Blu Ray special. Oh, features. that's right, that too. Oh man, yeah. So we got a lot to talk to him about. I hope he shows up. Hopefully. Uh, And also, yeah, that's where we're going to be. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, come by, say hi if you're in Telluride. Make sure you check out. I wonder what... I can't wait to see what movies they have. Me and James saw... I'm
2: really, really excited this year because last year I was stuck studying pharmacology all weekend, and this time I have my degree, so I can just go see movies. Degree
1: nothing. It paid off. You have the big girl job you got because of it, so... I do a big yeah. girl job,
2: and I also got an A on that test I was studying you
1: can't. For. <laughs> <laughs> So you can't complain too much. No, so except knows. that
2: I missed, I missed fucking Paranorman. They had the puppets there, and I missed it. Yeah, because I was did. at hey, a bar I miss, reading I it about too. fucking diazepam or whatever I was studying. Yeah. But this year,
1: I missed. I missed it because we were be interviewing there. Paul Salmon. That's true. So, <laughs> uh,
0: so yeah, make sure you sit, stop by and say hi. Also, September 24th, we will be debuting... Episode three of the pod show. That's Tuesday. That's Tuesday.
2: This Tuesday. I'm excited. I can go to that, too, because I have a big girl job. I know me, too. Uh,
0: I'll be playing softball, but these guys will be handling uh it, Really? Yeah. You're
4: not coming? Nope. Oh, fuck. When, one right. of these, One
1: of these days when he's the star of one of these episodes, then he'll show up. Mm. Yeah.
0: You guys put me in the back burner, so fuck you guys. I no, I don't know. This one I have a couple of good lines.
1: I was gonna say you have like all the uh well James did give me like paragraphs to memorize. I gave I gave you all the douche lines though. You did. I realized you know when I was done, I was like, Oh yeah, I gave him like all the all the all the dumb guy lines. It's all right.
0: I've been worse things. Right, Reggie? Mm.
1: Reggie's part of this podcast. Guy's he has one of the rape
4: trailers that yeah. are gonna debut that same night. Oh no, hopefully don't give be done, right? what?
0: I'll hopefully <laughs> I'll be done enough time to run over there. And see it, because I'm, my softball's actually right on Sheridan, so I should be able to zip across really fast.
1: Oh, yeah. Even if you, because it doesn't air right at the beginning anyway, so if you were yeah. a little late, that'd be fine.
0: So hopefully I'll make it.
1: So Ryan will be there, too, yeah, is what we're so saying.
0: That, so definitely come out, because I'll be there. <laughs> I mean, that's why I would come.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's really cool. I'm, I'm looking forward to going again. I had a lot of fun last time. So
0: I think we should bring a jar of mayonnaise
1: <laughs>
0: and give it to somebody. It's spreadable. Why is that a spoiler? Stay tuned, September twenty fourth to see, <laughs> Pacho episode
1: three.
2: Are we giving a, a bladder of mayonnaise?
1: Ew, oh, yuck! What? Why would it be in a bladder? No,
2: at um at my work, that's how they get the mayonnaise. It comes in a box in a plastic bag.
1: Oh, like milk in Canada?
2: <laughs> yeah, and it's fucking disgusting. Even the kitchen guy is like, "Yeah, this is nasty." But ew, mm. okay.
1: that is not craft. I don't I don't roll unless it's no.
2: I, yeah, creamy flavor of craft. I mean, it's it's legit mayonnaise, <laughs> but I don't know why you need it in a plastic. I don't know why. why. Why about a plastic bag makes it gross? I don't understand. But anyway, uh, I mean, why in a plastic bag, more is awesome? to ship. Yeah, yeah, is.
1: bag is awesome? Yeah, and if you said bag, it's it like you said bladder. When you, when you
0: ship it in a bag, they <laughs> put it in a box and they can put it on pallets and send it out to like restaurants and stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah. is that you is so? That, so that,
2: is that more <laughs> convenient than like the five gallon bucket that they usually? Well, yeah, because it's it's
0: easier to store in like walk in freezers and having huge bucket.
1: And those buckets probably break more often. Yeah.
2: That's sure. true. Sure that gross. was fun for everybody. Hey, fan yeah. mail.
0: <laughs> uh just a few tweets this week.
1: I feel vindicated.
0: Oh yeah, this is James's hetero life mate. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh. No, he's just a friend of ours. James Cormanic,
0: who stopped by, who's actually did an interview with us at Denver Comic-Con, which yeah. you are probably hear someday, right, Brad?
4: <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> just saying, we inter- was, was interviewed... Was he Saturday uh, morning? Huh? Was he a Saturday morning interview? No. Uh, then, maybe. Yeah, we'll see her sometime.
0: I don't know. I'm just saying, uh, I've seen Cougar's uh, interview. I haven't seen Fiona Staples or Ben Temple Smith. <laughs> just saying. Um, and James, who's writes into the show. Uh, anyways, he's talking about... Uh, well... You have been on Star Trek, really bad. And I went ahead and I bought all three versions of it, James, to you give did. to you. Oh,
1: oh, oh, good. Oh, good. Well, at least that way I don't spend any of. <laughs> I'm my I'm just money kidding. On I
0: haven't it. bought it yet, but I kept on meaning to, but because oh. like I think the slip covers really badass. Yeah, so I won you one. Like, That's
1: girl. the one I you got. Still haven't bought it.
0: it. Well, no, like, did you get the 3D one or just the normal? Just the normal one. That one's sweet. Like, yeah, on the front you take it off and you know Khan goes with it. It's awesome. Yeah, it's, a, it's, Wait, a clear,
4: cool. it's a clear. Like,
0: it's a clear. It's like clear.
1: Plastic? No, I mean who who goes with it? Con. Who's on? It? Who? Because well, like
0: in the background is, is he's not he's
1: not getting it. He's, tra- he's trying he's trying to call,
0: call
4: you out that oh. you just spoiler alerted that. I movie. spoiler alerted
0: a movie that made two hundred eighty million dollars. That's
1: true. <laughs> Everyone knows by now. <laughs> okay.
0: Um, so he was <sighs> got to get through these retweets because I don't care what James says. <laughs> um, he said at Real Nerds that's why I should just stick to comics, and he actually. Uh, at Paramount dvd this.
1: <laughs> well, and the first, he, first he at Universal. Like it, for the first tweet, he says... Uh, he sort of calls him out and says it's bullshit. Yeah, well, the, um,
0: I guess, yeah, the first thing he says is uh, at Uni Studios, thinking Trekkies are crazy stupid with their money, let's sell them at Star Trek movie four times. Yeah. And then he went on to say that... Uh, and that's why I should just stick with comics. Yeah. If
4: you haven't been following along, Paramount decided to sell Star Trek Into Darkness by... Um, giving you the movie and then a couple featurettes and then all the r- really exclusive stuff, they spread out across different retailer
0: exclusives. But you know what's weird? Have you actually lift, flipped the back of those? Because I went to Walmart and Target mm-hmm. and it just says like it has this all the featurettes and then it says plus more. It it's doesn't tell same. you. Yeah. N- it's not much what, more. No? Yeah. No. Well, it doesn't tell you what it is. What? Where, where did you get yours at?
4: I got mine at Walmart.
0: And what came with the Walmart one?
4: Um, it just... Well, their, their exclusive was... A different like a separate set there was a steel book mm-hmm. and it came with like a replica of the uh uss vengeance
1: see Ooh. that's cool
4: that's that's a cool thing yeah but um
0: but I mean, what was this, like what commentary did it have on it
4: it wasn't like a feature thing it mm. was I, at least any. i didn't so notice. They,
1: yeah they had a they had a normal re- retailer incentive not content retailer incentive
4: yeah or well, at least i didn't notice it yeah like mm. i wasn't really looking for it because i
0: know like one of them has jj and the other one is a cast i think yeah. jj is on amazon and then the cast is Target. I thought Amazon didn't have it's one. So I have Again, I haven't looked at yeah, it. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Y-
1: you know what really, like, I hadn't thought about this, but then it pissed me off this week, was my my poor, victimized brother, who had pre-ordered this months ago, in complete faith that Paramount would continue to treat him as well as they have for the years that they've had the Star Trek rights. Um, he, he pre-ordered it and forgot that he pre-ordered it, so it showed up at his house. Um, but he's been buying the 3D versions of Blu-rays of movies that he likes mm-hmm. uh, because he, like, in his mind, he's like, look, the next time I upgrade my TV, it's going to end up being 3D because they're all 3D anymore. And he doesn't want to have to buy Blu-rays sure. again. So he's like, why not just pay the extra five bucks when I buy a Blu-ray? The 3Ds don't have it. Like, th- even if you buy the 3D version, it doesn't have all the stuff on it, which that would be an easy... Like, that makes a lot of sense to me. Like, if they had just released it, so, well, if you buy the 3D version, you get all the content no matter where you buy it, then I'd probably be fine. I'd probably be like, okay, I'll buy the 3D version. The 3D video. version
0: has a sweet cover, too. It does. And yeah, Second yeah.
4: Spin was selling that one for 20 bucks.
1: It's a Yeah, it's a it's a badass uh, collection. It's yeah. just that it also doesn't have commentary. Hey, but if this it, is the wait, wave of the
5: future...
0: Did, didn't you get a taste of the next generation in H def- high definition? I did. Yeah, did you get the... Seasons in high definition.
1: I never did. Um, they, okay, again, that is different because they were <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> they were releasing that next level thing because they weren't they weren't entirely sure if they were going to have enough demand for what? that show to <laughs> pay for. Yeah, because it, that whole process was crazy expensive. Like that show is in a, is in a sweet spot of um, upgrading oh, no, to HD. Oh no, I understand why It's going to cost them a lot of money. So. And they didn't just
4: master it in HD. They they like did like computer generated work to yeah. Yeah, no, I understand. Make it HD. Uh, yeah. and, and I was on four, this podcast, you talking about
1: the it, four that they did. Are I'm are just four saying
4: really that they double dip you for that too.
1: Plus the Hobbit. Just
4: reminding the audience, huh? Yeah, uh, yeah. You, I,
2: I, I totally look at boys. That I just it, don't understand this shit.
1: It, it goes straight back to the same fact that with those I can buy what I want. With Star Trek, I can't. I
4: was gonna say if this is the wave of the future, splitting up. Uh, Regularly purchase content across different retailer exclusives. Why not just sell parts of the movie as retailer exclusives, <laughs> <laughs> so that you can just force people to go to different stores and buy the complete yeah. film?
1: Or, or that's how the about next this? Step right. How about this? If you really feel like you're not getting enough money out of me, why don't you just make them thirty dollar Blu-rays and make me buy fewer of them? <laughs> you know, like. It's
4: stupid. So what did James say about uh, the rest of that? Uh, that's what. He that's was. what did you what read all four tweets. Yeah, yeah. He, he retweeted. Said, he said, a yeah, he of said.
1: Uh, what was the last thing? I guess I'll stick with comics. Yeah, I'll stick with comics, <laughs> mm. <laughs> which is fair.
0: Someone just almost ran someone over outside our house. Uh, so thanks, James, for writing in. We appreciate it. You're welcome. Not you, James. Fuck you. <laughs> no one cares about your opinion and your crybaby about Star Trek, Aww. about how they make you buy DVDs twice and you're buying The Hobbit twice.
1: Here, uh, full disclosure. What's funny about the story I just told? him? My brother has a copy, so I can just watch it if I want.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so and I can. Also, I can full disclosure. To... So, uh, you know, I brought up this Hobbit thing, and I was just thinking in my head before we started this, and I was reading those tweets throughout the week. You've spent like $150 on The Hobbit. You're going to. How many sure. times did you see it in the theater?
1: Oh, um, only twice.
0: But you saw the 1750 one the first time because we saw That's it. That's true. Yeah, yeah. And then you saw no, I saw it, it twice that way. So yeah. it was, that was $34. Yeah. And then how much was the Blu ray?
1: Uh, yeah, somewhere around twenty, twenty-two, so
0: fifty-six, and then the next one's thirty. So I'm sorry, eighty-six dollars. Yeah, on the Hobbit.
1: Oops. Yeah, but and I I knew what I was you know I knew what I was paying for. Like I still just, not...
0: in my head I'm like but yeah.
4: How we, much we, we spend rebuying so,
5: the
0: price so
1: thirteen Yeah, uh, what, what you're saying is like I should I should just go ahead and buy all four Blu-rays because I bought. Yeah, so I spent so much money that's on what the Hobbit. Saying. Like that no that that argument does not make any <laughs> sense.
0: Like, and I just like ruffling James's feathers.
1: Yeah, I know.
4: I just,
2: I, I like. Okay, try to explain to me. Quiet, nerds.
4: woman. The men are talking.
2: <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> <laughs> try to fuck. explain to me. Like, Live long
0: and shut the fuck up. Men are talking. <laughs> Bro, I'm, I'm listening. Keep
1: talking. So the, me.
2: the <laughs> content on these extra, these extra Blu-rays that apparently the studio is forcing you to buy. Your hands are tied. You have to. No, I don't. Um, That's the point. I like don't. how, like how long is it? How like I guess. Can, if you're looking at it, so you already purchased a Blu-ray for what twenty dollars?
1: Uh, I didn't purchase the Blu-ray. Mine was fifteen. I mean,
2: in theory, okay. And so then, if I, yeah, it would be twenty dollars. So yeah. And so, it, so it's you know just average, average price, some are more, some are less. So the every additional Blu-ray is twenty dollars that you have to purchase because there's more shit on it. So you're saying that one commentary is worth an extra twenty dollars to you? No, I'm not. I don't get it.
1: I'm not. I'm not saying so, like I, I didn't buy it. What I'm saying is. That I feel like, as as a as a normal fan of Blu-rays, as a collector of Blu-rays, I would say, as the primary audience for what they're selling, that I am entitled, and that I'm <laughs> I, I know no what that fucking word means. Fucking fanboy. No, that I am entitled to getting the content that I am used to getting for the price I'm used to getting it for, and that if you're going to start trying to pull the rug out from under me and get the the hardcore fanboys to spend extra money on stuff or to try and control how I spend my money because you think that I am simply like your lap dog and that I will use my money however you say I should, that I'm just not going to spend my money on you. And I will go straight back to it, that I will find what, you know, probably what I'll do is in a week or two when there's a used copy at, uh, at Tradesmart, I'll go in there and I'll buy that movie for a dollar. Because honestly, if you're going to treat me like shit, Your product is worth a dollar to me. That's what I'm saying. It's about the way you treat your customers. It is not about what the product is actually worth or not worth. It's about what that company says to me when they price and and decide what what they want to give me for my money.
2: See, and that's the argument I want to hear. But they're like, I I just don't understand why you buy the same shit twice. I'm I'm not buying the same shit twice. But thinking
0: you deserve an intellectual property is, I mean... You don't deserve it,
1: uh, I'm, and you're not
0: entitled to it. If 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 you wanna if you want it, like Laura said, you can spend another twenty dollars and hear the cast commentary. But I, that I disagree. Cast then, then you're then you're entitled $20. to the cast commentary. I know. I
1: no, I, th- I think that as a customer, I'm entitled to a, to being treated a certain way, and I think the way that they are treating their customers is shitty.
2: I absolutely agree. I just I it does not surprise me considering that Ryan will buy one Blu-ray versus the other for slipcovers, and I understand for nerds out there that's not a big deal. For me, what the fuck? See that
1: <laughs> no, that is different because then he's he's buying it for, you know, cosmetic reasons. It's not the content itself. Um, it looks. pretty. It, it, is, a, it is my like, to a, do that.
4: like a fancy pair of boots. That's yeah, like I
1: I buy, I buy different. Mm. No way. I buy different <laughs> yeah. versions of comics. Because you of keep of the my Doc covers. Martin out of this. <laughs> I buy different versions of comics because Thank of the you, different Brad. covers because, I mean, yes, that is still sort of a double-dipping kind of thing. But it's also just traditionally, way, traditionally the way that that market works. And traditionally the way that the Blu-ray market works is not, hey, the cool stuff that makes it worth it for you to own this on DVD and not just pass it around among your friends, um, that stuff is always on that Blu-ray. Part of, the, part of the incentive for me to buy a Blu-ray when it comes out is that the movies that I love, I'm going to get to learn more about that movie. You know, I'm going to get to seat myself in that movie and watch it over and over again and learn about, like, whatever stuff like they want to teach me about that movie. Yeah, like mud. Because you love Matthew McConaughey's pecs. I do, man. He works out on the beach real good. Let's move on. He does. <laughs> hey, this
0: is stuff we've been watching this week. Oh, my gosh, guys. I watched so much shit this week. Did you? No. Um, <laughs> I, I got the Friday the 13th Blu-ray set, and I was only able to watch part four. And uh, You started with part four? Yeah. yeah p- part four... My favorite Friday the Thirteenth is Part Six, mm-hmm. um, but Part Four. This this sounds really stupid saying this, but Part Four I think is the Ultimate Friday the Thirteenth movie. No, I agree. Um, where Part Six I think is a better movie. I don't know if that makes sense. Like I think Part Six is made better, but I think Part Four is.
4: Th- four has all the elements yeah. of the Friday thir- yeah, Thirteenth. Yeah. Okay. If cool. you had to boil. The entire franchise into a movie like that one has all the elements that you're looking okay, for. Okay,
0: cool. Yeah, the I whole kinda...
4: mythos and mystique of Friday the Thirteenth is kind of captured in that one movie.
0: Yeah, thanks, Brad. I couldn't like I couldn't explain it. Like Part Four is the ultimate Friday the Thirteenth huh.
4: movie.
1: What as as a layman, what is there that's in four that's not in one? Well, uh, <laughs> see, I—if you've never like seen, lots, have you ever seen a Friday the Thirteenth? I don't the think Con so two either. So is it—is it like the 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 mysticism and mythology stuff? Well, see, when you think about Jason, what you do you think?
4: when you think about Jason, like what comes to mind? Hockey mask. Exactly. So that's we, not in one or two. So
0: okay, so All right, so see, this I, is I will, what I will spoil part for, uh, one for you. Jason is not in that movie.
1: Wait, right, because that one's his mom. Yeah. Yeah, I knew. I knew that.
0: So. Uh part one I think is actually really cool suspense like who done it.
1: Yeah. So um, so that movie's more like a regular slasher where at the end it's just yeah. this lady and then after that is when it's sort of like part two, they like... kinda
0: retcon the whole part one where Jason never died and he's living and he's monk he like basically was living off the land. Hmm. Um part three, he gets his hockey mask. Um part four has nudity, kids being promiscuous, um Jason Stockingham, Tom Savini makeup effects. Oh, okay. So
4: whole starts, Tommy, getting the whole like Tommy the, Jarvis storyline.
0: Yeah, a Tommy Jarvis storyline that carries through three movies.
1: It starts getting like the, the genre tropes that you expect. Yeah. Oh, okay. And,
0: you know, honestly, I think in that one, Jason's maybe the most menacing in it. Mm. Um, he's really good when Kane Hodder takes over, but Kane Hodder's really controlled in his menace. Um, part four, though, he's, he's pretty intense in it. Um, but, yeah, it, it, you know, watching it in high definition... Because I've seen them so many times, it looks pretty good. Hmm. And I was telling Laura when we were watching it, because Laura's never seen it either. Uh, when we are watching, really? it, yeah, wow, the colors are so bright, and it's that's the thing I noticed more about movies from the '80s and '70s when they're on Blu-ray is the colors are so more vivid, and, um, and it just looks so great, like especially a cheap slasher movie where you know it might not be as well, and um, like Jason's getting his head chopped in half. Like, when he falls down, you can see all the little, like, brain pieces and stuff, and it's... And with the remix sound, did you know he, like, he's grunting when he's getting chopped up? No. Yeah, like, he gets hit in the head, and he's like, Argh! and he falls down, and, <laughs> and I swear I've watched that <laughs> movie... Like- Twenty times, I have never heard those sounds coming out of Jason.
1: Uh, did you Did you watch the commentary? Do they talk about? Because you know, with Jaws, they like they upped that roar at the end of mm-hmm. Jaws when the when the when the shark died. So maybe it's something like that where well, they they the in bummer. the sound mix they turned it back up.
0: The, yeah, the only bummer about the Friday Thirteenth box set, which I don't think it's actually. I, I've been talking to Laura about this a lot. A lot of the Friday Thirteenth fans are really pissed off with this box set. Oh yeah, because what they did is they. They put all the movies in HD, Mm -hmm. but they ported over all the DVD extras from the previously released DVDs.
1: So they're not in HD? Some of them are, but most
0: of them are not. But I I was telling Laura, I'm like, how much more are you going to learn about Friday the 13th? You know what I mean? But there is something more you can learn. Because also this week I got my Crystal Lake Memories Blu-ray, which is a six and a half hour long documentary about Friday the 13th. Um, it's made by the guys who made More Brains. Yeah. And remember I was telling you when I was watching More Brains, I'm like, this is, it was a three and a half hour long documentary about one movie.
1: That's not three and a half hours long. No, the
0: movie's like an hour and <laughs> a half. Yeah. Um, but what's really cool about uh, this documentary is they they took a book, which I have, right, Crystal Lake Memories right there, and they divided it up into chapters. And instead of just reading it, now they had all these people being interviewed for it. And uh, what what I, I really like about what is called uh, 1428 Productions is they don't um do the normal EPK fluff stuff where oh so great working with Sean Cunningham you know uh they say oh this this part sucked this guy was an asshole the mm. director was a piece of shit is uh what one of the jason says and who played jason so it's pretty interesting that you know they didn't all you know have rosy yeah. things about it uh and it, it is is really well done and the people are really fascinating it's really kind of interesting seeing what people took care of themselves and what people like, let themselves go after you know, 34 years since the movie came out. And some of them, like Alice from part one, who's a her- heroine, she still looks really good. Um, the girl from part three looks really good. Who's the one from this girl from part four, the girl who gets stabbed f- through the raft? She looks like exactly the same. Hmm. And I think she's like 52 now. And wow. she was 18. That, um, the
2: before. one what was the one douchey director like oh. looks like hell.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, he's dead now.
2: Is he, did he die? Yeah. Oh, yeah it right. looks, looks like, like he was like mainlining whiskey. Like. Oh, yeah. Well, well.
0: here's the thing. The part five director came from porn. And you can tell watching his uh, Friday the 13th, because for Friday the 13th, it's fucking sleazy.
1: <laughs> Anchor like, oh, yeah. titties
2: here. Um, I don't know what to do here. Let's do titties. And then. Yeah, but but then you know, they,
1: they, know what this movie needs more of? Grinding. Well, they're they, yes. they were talking about Torquing. in that movie, which I
0: I mean, this part of this movie I never knew. Um, Brad, Do you remember part five at all?
4: I know it's horrible. the lame one. Yeah.
0: Well there's this there's this there there's a punk rocker where she does like the robot. Her original death is she takes a machete up her cooter. Ugh. I'm like, really? And that's and they they're just like trying to top just being yeah, it's
1: being gratuitous that's for me's sake. It's that's not, not that's not like super gruesome, it's just well I mean it is but it's it,
0: gruesome, but it's horrible. Yeah. But
2: it's I don't know, like it's just it's like the most obvious movies. Like kind it just, of, it just grows to be gross. There's yeah. nothing behind it. Yeah, and
0: I was actually really sad. Re- I don't know if I told you guys. Uh, remember, I watched Pig Hunt. Yeah, I told you re- it was directed by the guy who directed Jason X, and I, I always feel like an asshole. I was like, "Ooh, Pig Hunt was the last movie he did. I guess as a piece of shit, he died. <laughs> oh, like bone marrow cancer. I'm like, oh well, that's why he did not make. My grandma had bone marrow cancer.
2: You piece of, of shit,
4: right? Yeah, I
0: know. <laughs> I was like, I thought like Pig Hunt ruined his career, but. Pig Hunt did not ruin his career. No, Cancer did. Cancer did. Yeah. Um Aww. but he was really insightful too in his interview he did. Talking about uh he, he had original um his original vision for Jason X was compromised. Um so yeah, if you if you care about the franchise, uh you should check it out. It's pretty good. It's cool. it's really well done. Um I also watched World War Z, the unrated cut. Oh. And, what's different? Uh yeah, a lot. Oh. And this is one of the unrated cuts, because sometimes when they say unrated, it's, you know, like a scene where they talk for another five minutes. But uh, is, is
1: this like all those unsatisfying deaths from, from the theatrical cut yep. are not unsatisfying anymore?
0: And what is awesome is the zombies are more terrifying in it. Damn. Because they really, you can tell that they were going for a PG-13 originally, but the way they shot it was an R. Oh. Because there's, uh, the, the I think I remember it, but like there's a part when they're on the plane. And people are turning into zombies. Uh, There's like these passengers that are like fidgeting in their chairs and then their eyes roll back in their heads and they start like ripping like people apart and stuff. And I mean, it's really uh, it's pretty shocking. And there's uh, a part at the beginning when Brad Pitt is, you know, getting his family out in there in that Winnebago and you see like zombies jumping around. Well, in the unrated cut, a zombie jumps on the car. And starts like bashing its head over and over and over again against the windshield and the side, and bloods flying everywhere, and it's uh it's pretty intense. And he's killing zombies, chopping their heads off and stuff. And that sounds cool. Yeah, I know. That's, I that's did that feel needed. that
2: movie would would have been more effective as rated R.
5: Oh
0: yeah, no, I think so I think it
2: think was kind of I don't know. I think it was kind of silly. That actually, I think the movie's 13. really good.
0: Like watching it again, I think it's really good.
1: Um, I guess we'll actually we weren't going to talk about this in news at all, but uh, did you read about the um? The director came out and described like what the original ending was going to be. I heard it was His,
0: like they were in like Canada and the zombies were moving slower. Moscow, Moscow. Um, they
1: did. Is any of that stuff on the blue ray no. You know, oh, that's, no, that's because some of it's shot.
0: Yeah, that's the only bummer is um, I didn't know this. Again, it's one of those things like the Star Trek where it says and more like on the back for the special features. But the more, it's literally much. like three featurettes.
1: Uh, that's too bad.
0: So to me, it seems like maybe they're probably going to release another one. It's Paramount.
1: <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but
0: no, I actually really enjoy this movie and. I Enjoyed it more because I thought the the scenes sometimes extra violence is stupid, but when the zombies are out of control in it, it makes it better. Hmm. Um, the, the only thing that I didn't like in the unrated cut was when he goes to Korea and he sees that guy in the cell. His his dialogue's a little more over the top. Like mm-hmm. his dialogue's a little more in it. Yeah. Um, but it,
1: yeah, what they what they said was that, and I sort of had the suspicion when we saw it was that the the change of the ending was that after when he's at who and he sort of figures out how to fight the zombies mm-hmm. we were then we're supposed to go to moscow and have this big like war at moscow i don't know you read the book i yeah. don't know if that's in the book or not but um and it was basically just to be supposed to be another big zombie battle thing very much mm-hmm. like the jerusalem scene mm-hmm. and then they sort of just said like yeah we needed an ending that was we we had been through a lot of big action scene fighting things and we needed a low-key zombie part and that actually is maybe my favorite sort of vignette in the film either that or the one at night mm-hmm. um when they're you when they're trying to get the plane oh, gassed yeah. up like those two quiet little zombie sections are maybe my favorite parts i just think they're almost it's...
2: more effect well maybe because the cgi of the oh, i was just say, this but... one was so bad but oh yeah that's, that's what... all like the them when brad pitt is in is downstairs with the zombies trying to get that specimen room like i was on the edge yeah. of my seat like i thought it was no really i think effective. that's i
0: know laura said i i 100% agree i watching the movie again and of course uh, because I was in not a very good theater in Hutchinson, Kansas. Oh, that's right. Uh, But here I'm seeing it in Blu-ray in high definition. Um, Some of the CGI zombies look okay. Like there's this one lady in Jerusalem who's like in a corner and she's like comes out and looks pretty good. But a lot of times when they're running and dodging stuff, it's just, it's silly. But in the WHO where Brad Pitt's character's in there where it's all practical zombies, Yeah. yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, and I so and watching it again, they make the sound of uh, the infected in The Last of Us. They make that. <gasps> sound. Oh, that's
1: cool. So uh, clickers. Yes. It, Honestly, I was kind of hoping you were going to say that watching it on your small TV or on your on your TV, your TV is not small, but watching it on your on the <laughs> on your home screen, that hopefully the CG would look better because you couldn't see it as well. That's what I was hoping uh, you were going to say. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: the problem with not.
0: the problem with Blu-ray is it still looks. It good. smooths everything out. Yeah. And. That's one So it is. Is I still actually um, could it be in my top ten? You'll have to stay tuned for Film Explosion twenty thirteen in a couple months.
1: <laughs> it's not quite that.
0: <laughs> not quite yet. Yeah. And uh, the last thing I lost is I, I lost. The last thing I watched was, I was Brooklyn Nine Nine, which is a new comedy on Fox starring Andy Samberg. Really, and it's a it's like a police detective show where he's the best detective on the force, but he's a, he's a goofball, and it's it's pretty funny. It's really goofy and it takes. The tropes you know from police dramas and makes them funny. Hmm. Um, I forget. I don't know who the the their the captain there is, is. This black guy. And I know he's been in lots of Andre Brower. Yeah, Andre Brower. He's been in lots of. I think he was on SVU or something. And so he plays this gay sergeant in it. And there's this really funny flashback where Terry Crews comes in to um, Andy Samberg's character and he says, you don't know what this guy's done. He cut the uh, the disco killer. And so <laughs> it flashes back to Andre Brower and he has an afro and he's, he has a gun. He's like, freeze! And it cuts to this uh, dude with an afro and a strobe light that has a yo-yo wrapped around this guy's neck. It's, it's totally goofy. Um, and there's a part where he's forcing everybody to wear ties and Andy Samberg doesn't want to wear a tie. So he comes in with a tie and he has it tied around his stomach yeah to show that he's wearing a tie it's, it's ridiculous you have to watch it it's made by a guy who made The Office so it has that same kind of vibe to it where cool. there's lots of goofy characters and just check it out it's funny yeah, it's I'll awesome. watch it again
2: Annie Sandberg's character remind me a little bit of you honey
0: <laughs> why? No, definitely
2: because you're a man child
0: <laughs> but you're <laughs> you know what I'm done with this podcast I'm gonna go play with my Spider-Man toys. <laughs>
2: Like you're very smart and you're very responsible and you're very good at your job, but sometimes you were so goddamn silly, <laughs> and I love it.
3: Oh,
1: this is why I it's like having cute. your wife on the show. Boy, I'm a man, baby. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Maritz, anyone?
0: <laughs> and, and that's what I watched this week. Cool. Oh, oh wait, I did watch some more things. Sorry, I saw uh, All of Spartacus. Oh yeah, yeah, it's awesome.
1: Is the ending good? I, I still haven't finished that season.
0: Yeah, it's pretty good. It's really good. It's sad.
1: Oh, because they all die because it's Spartacus. Well,
0: yeah, I mean, I knew they all died. But, yeah, <laughs> but there is this part at the end where he's um, chasing down Crassus, who's like his enemy in this yeah. season, and he's about to kill him, and then Crassus's men—this is the last episode, spoilers—catch up to him, and he's getting like spears thrown through him, and I am like, oh fuck, he's not going to be able to kill him. This is bullshit. And then um, Aragon shows up and chops everybody's heads off, of course, and and then they pull out like Spartacus breaks one of the spears, and they're like, he's alive. It's like sweet. He's gonna make it, and he does not make it. <laughs> 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 They're able just to take him away from the battlefield. Gotcha. And uh, it, it was it was really well done. I, it's actually uh, when Crixus died, I, I was it was pretty intense. Mm. He died a couple episodes before Spartacus, though. Oh. Because he he led an attack on Rome. So
1: I gotta it's to go back and finish that show.
0: And of course, there's lots of tits in it.
1: Yeah, constantly. There's this one part, by a porn guy. <laughs> yeah. No.
0: (laughs) There's this one part where uh, it went from, like, these people fucking to, like, Crixus just seriously doing, like, a 360 and chopping all these heads off. And then this guy goes to block and he chops his arm off and it goes back to people fucking. (laughs) (laughs) I love that show. It's ridiculous. And it's no more. But you know what? I'll always have it. They'll replace it with something...
1: They'll, you know. Who would be
0: cool Spartacus? That, like Spartacus was really cool, though.
1: No, I'm just saying, like if if it was making good money, which I think it was doing all right, yeah, then sure uh, they'll probably do another, like you know, like they do with the Borgias after Tudors, like they'll they'll come up with some other because it's it can't be expensive, like it's mostly CG that show. So uh, I know
0: you got to fight a lot of girls who're willing to drop their blouses and get pummeled constantly. You been
1: to LA? No, that's the thing. If you if you do a new show, you can get the uh, same girls. It's again. shot in New Zealand, honey, so because oh, they no haven't apologies. been cut in half yet.
0: <laughs> so that's why <what> I, <laughs> I watched. She rents Spartacus or stars as showing it all month long, like a marathon. Marathon. Or you can buy them on Amazon through digital bits.
1: Brad, what would you see?
4: What did I see? Yeah. Did last week I talk about it? I've been watching Miami Vice?
1: I don't know. I wasn't no. listening to you. He no. No. Wait, wait, wait. The new one?
4: I, for, I forgot a lot of things uh, last week. No, it's the old 80s TV oh, show. Oh, I I have seen the movie, the new movie.
1: No, no, no. No, the new show.
4: The new, no, there, is there a new show?
1: Oh, I'm thinking Hawaii 50 I'm sorry. Yeah.
4: I think you were just saying that to make a statement. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, I can't really tell you, like, most of the storylines. Like, <laughs> um,
0: Is it super cheesy
4: 80s? No, it's actually, like... It's, it's weird. I can't follow the storylines most of the time, but it's fucking cool.
2: <laughs> it's like, so this, it's are you going to start wearing like, um, like a, like a white blazer. Yeah. A white blazer, like a, yeah, a, blazer with or like a, a pastel
4: t-shirt. Teal t-shirt and, nice. I hope you do. And like, uh, with some China Flash shoes. shoes. Yeah.
1: Get some and with some, a real wide collar. Some
0: wafers. Oh yeah.
4: Oh, oh wait might do it. Yeah. How many
0: episodes of that is there?
4: Wait? There's four seasons. I think it's like 140 episodes. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm only partway through the first season. Um, Cause I wasn't following most of like what the crime stories were. I just kind of <laughs> yeah. uh, lost interest. But uh, the only thing I did, like I've, I, I did pay attention to the origin story of like Crockett and Tubbs and how they became partners and everything. Like that's a two part opener. Um, like a, uh, uh, Tubbs is a New York city cop who um, some gangster out there killed his brother and then like starts a business up in Miami. So he like falls into Miami and Crockett's a divorcee who has like a son he's trying to, like, uh, like get more contact with. Yeah. Like he's with his uh, his ex wife all the time. Um, and then I forget why somehow that same drug guy is connected to uh, Sonny um, in whatever crime he's trying to. So initially, uh, like them trying to track down this drug guy is like conflicting with their investigation. So they're like kind of screwing each other over. And then eventually, you know, they become friends and, you know, take him down. So that old story. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then there's like tons of 80s music nice. in between each, uh, so like and all these like B-roll laced. montages of Miami, huh?
0: Synth- synthesized laced music.
4: Yep. Sweet. Yeah, like Phil Collins and, you know, everything on the, like those billboard hits <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we have um, of the Bring 80s.
2: A Some tenor long. saxophone. Yeah, tenor
4: saxophone it's, it's so eighties and like, yeah, that's awesome. Um, so yeah, I started watching that and then, why
1: why did this happen? Why did you start watching Miami Vice? Yeah.
2: What that, how did that, that seems like a, <laughs> it's a selection. Especially if you weren't,
1: if if you can't hardly follow it, like.
4: Well, I, I'm from Florida and like, it was something mm. my parents watched a bunch like back in the day. Yeah. Um, but it's free on Netflix right now. Yeah. Um, and so I, I finished watching the league, the new season of the league for like the fourth time <laughs> Yeah, because it's really short and there's only 13 episodes. So like the next thing over was like, "Hey, you might like Miami Vice." And I was like, "You're right, I might like Miami Vice." And I popped in. and I'm like, "Oh my god, I remember this is Michael Mann writing." I totally
2: like Miami <laughs> Vice. <laughs> um,
4: Wait, the
0: league is that you watch the league? It recommended Miami Vice.
4: Yeah, That's my, my Netflix is very weird. I have eclectic tastes.
1: I uh, um, I um I still have that funny like thing where it says like you know you know it's re- recommending different genres that it says what is it uh horror horror vacation films <laughs> and it's got like creature and um uh cabin in the woods and antichrist yeah me and
0: Laura's netflix is uh ridiculous this is Laura's it goes uh movies with a strong female lead which are all right Hell yeah. then it has, based
2: on a novel usually
0: <laughs> yeah based on a novel gay lesbian uh activist movies and then it goes to mine gory violent horror movies <laughs> intense suspense movies yeah,
4: yeah. yeah i think it's because they switched over to the my list thing so it just kind of like reset all my data and so now it's just a big jumble of oh. like you might like this and this and this because sometimes you watch cartoons sometimes you watch comedies and sometimes you watch suspense and dramas it's just like i don't know what to do here's miami vice <laughs> no, um, well,
0: you,
2: um...
4: you fucked up netflix, right? <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> his
4: tastes are so, di- so diverse we don't know what to do
2: lately we've been doing it because ryan and i we both use uh, we have one netflix account and then Ryan's brother used a Netflix account too. So lately they're like, I don't fucking know. Try that. I don't. <laughs> it goes violent, dark, gritty movies. <laughs> Duck Dynasty, here you and go. Friends. Go for it. <laughs> uh,
4: then the other thing that I watched that was not on Netflix, which I actually watched last week and forgot to talk about, it, was I've, I rewatched Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Whoa. Nice. Like the first time in, you know, decades. Yeah. Um, and the, like, there's no way. Like, I can't imagine that movie would ever get made today no. if it wasn't like just an indie art house flick. Yeah, because crazy. it's so esoteric and all the jokes are like such a specific t- kind of humor, and then I also rewatched it with the Tim Burton Paul Rubens commentary on the disc, hmm. and that's a bore because they're both very quiet.
2: <laughs> I was gonna say neither one of them are very outgoing individuals. Yeah, yeah, but the
4: fascinating thing they did talk about was like Paul Ru- the reason like Pee Wee Herman became a character is because Paul Rubens tried out for Saturday Night Live, and didn't make the cut, so he was like, "Fuck this! I'm gonna go just take this character and do my own thing," and he made it so.
0: You know one of my favorite bits in that movie, and it's totally stupid. Uh, it's the way Paul Rubens delivers the line. Uh, him and uh, is it is it it's not Dotty? Is that his Dotty? They go, he goes down out of the T Rex. Oh no! That's um, what's her name?
4: Uh, it's the girl who wants to go to France. Yeah. Uh, I forget her name.
0: And they they leave, and she goes, Andy, and it goes. here and It goes, Andy. And then he's chasing around with a bone. I don't know why I think how he says a <laughs> line is funny, but I, I always love that. And uh, it's funny when you can relate to things because I used to watch a movie all the time when I was little. It's one of the few Tim Burton movies I actually like. And uh, when I was in New Orleans with Brandon, I went into this truck stop casino and I had a pink polo on and my plaid shorts like I usually wear. And everybody stopped and looked at me. <laughs> and when they did, I went. Large Marge sent me, and, <laughs> of course, it is met with crickets,
1: but, you know, it was there. <laughs> That's funny.
4: And they talk about, like, how that uh, dinosaur uh, truck stop is mm-hmm. pretty much, like, surrounded by typical uh, sprawling, uh, uh, like, street mall complexes now. Um, really? Oh, it's still there? Yeah. That's cool. I want to see. Um, Where is it at? I, I They didn't say, specifically. Um, and then... That famous thing where he's doing the tequila dance. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, he totally clocks his head on the rafters <laughs> in the <Dude>. shot. <laughs> oh wow! And plays it off. Uh, stuff like that. That yeah. So it's, it's 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 if you can get through the like the monotone boringness of the commentary, there's actually some interesting stuff on there.
1: Are they in the same room or is it two different commentaries? They're in the same Cut room. Together. They're both talking See, together. That yeah. seems like it should be fascinating. Like putting those two totally different dudes in a room should be should be interesting. I, I, I wouldn't not. say they're
4: totally different. I
1: well, I guess, well. You know, you're right because like, when you see interviews with with uh, with Paul Rubens, he is actually like quiet as a normal dude. He's so yeah. I guess you're right. They're they're kind of quiet dudes yeah. in real life, but eccentric. And I mean, Tim Burton art. sounds
4: like normal on the commentary, like really? uh, like a normal guy. It like in, a lot of like interviews where he's on camera, and he's always he has like sunglasses on, and he's like yeah. kind of like leaning back yeah, and talking like about his it's ideas. The, the it might be a character because on there, he's, you know, he just sounds pretty normal. And then also actually the 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 girl's going to France. Uh, she is uh in Batman Returns. Uh the opening scene where, you know, the penguin's parents give him away. Mm-hmm. That's Paul Rubens and that chick. Really?
1: Yeah.
0: So oh, nice. Wow. I know you make him want to watch Pee-wee's a Big Adventure.
4: <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> I was I I remember was when he
0: checking with the big thumb and they honk at me throws it at him.
4: Oh, and then there's like uh, when he's with the uh the, the convict, mm-hmm. escape driving and then he dresses up in drag to like yeah. fool the cop.
0: And the convicts attracted to him. Yeah,
4: there's that one shot where the convict like just turns and like ogles him for a second, <laughs> in this like PG movie. <laughs> no,
0: that movie's pretty it's, unusual. It's,
4: yeah, um, and then like growing up, I was always like terrified of like the whole large Marge like mm-hmm. in the truck thing, oh, it's and like when they out. drive over the cliff too. Just like this. And now watching it, today, I'm like, what did I ever seen that? That's. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So watched that, and then the last thing I watched was Saw. Three through six. Nice. What? Yeah, which I hadn't... I've seen one and two a bunch, uh, but yeah. I think six, three, six three
2: three. Good. I like Saw three a lot, actually.
4: Uh, six, yeah, it's, it's the insurance one, so that's mm-hmm. good. Three is okay, except for the end when they tease you with the the father has to go save his kid. Mm-hmm. And then the next movie, he just gets shot... And you're like, oh, my God, what's going to happen to that kid? And then five, they just rescue that, like, uh, Detective Hoffman, just like, she's okay. Moving yeah. on. It's like they just totally abandoned that storyline, mm-hmm. um, even though it was so integral to three. Um, but yeah, it was cool because that girl has that shotgun neck brace thing. Yep. Um, I and love then, the Saw movies. And I always thought, like, Detective Hoffman was... Um, just recklessly rogue, like just killing people, mm-hmm. um, which is always like our big complaint was like, why is yeah. the detective, like the detective Strom, why does he get killed? He didn't do anything wrong. And it's because I must've missed it. There's this whole scene where jigsaw has detective Hoffman captured with the shotgun, like strapped to his neck. And apparently he'd been already committing jigsaw style murders. And so jigsaw kidnapped him because he's like, look, stop doing this in my name. I do this to help people. And you're just killing people. Join me and I'll teach you how to be a more effective, like change people's lives killer. And then, uh, so that's how he got involved. And yeah, he strayed like Amanda did eventually. But Mm -hmm. uh, I totally missed over that part. Like I always thought he just like took over, but he'd been already killing people already. Because he was uh, upset about his wife getting, uh, like overdosing on something. Like he was trying to be a vigilante and it just kind of backfired on him.
1: I have to watch them all again. Yeah, there's I like stuff them. I didn't see before, <laughs> so. I have an awesome tagline for the Saw movies, like as a collection. Uh, my I would have a box quote, and it would say, "Kinda like a machete to the vagina."
4: <laughs> That's random.
1: Yeah, so we <laughs> talked about it before. It's a callback to our earlier conversation about oh, gratuitous, yeah. nonsensical gore for no good reason.
2: I don't, I'm don't know. Game. <clears throat> I'm sh- I think we've had this conversation before. I totally disagree with you. Like I, the one thing I love about Saw movies is they like, I don't know, the deaths are so super creative, but they also like, he's, well, until you get to like, what is it, like four and five? Five every, probably has the,
4: like the least creative stuff because yeah. they, they go back to the thing of like, there's a bunch of people they're kidnapping and yeah. torturing like as a group. So they all, all these traps that involve like, you have to have group help to get through them. But at the same time, like, how does a guy with cancer... One detective who is a detective, so he can't just like disappear from his job, and then a frail girl like capture all these people and make all these industrial traps out of steel in apparently what takes place over a couple of days
2: yeah, yeah. I <laughs> uh, mean well in those movie they sort of like lose the there's a point to this shit kind of feeling which i yeah there's I don't people know. that they capture
4: it's, to like uh test the uh the uh, main characters in the story and a lot of them didn't do anything wrong. Like the one girl that gets like uh iced over, like all she did was like not report. Uh, like she, she was a witness to a crime and she just didn't talk about it. So like, yeah, it's shitty, but did she deserve to get frozen over?
1: <laughs> I, I, yeah, I stand by the original thing I said about that movie, which is that I think like the, the story of the first movie and sort of the motivations of, like jigsaw as a character, I think are interesting, but they are a poor man's version of seven, and that, that yeah. those two movies are very That's similar, fair. but where one is a really well, well crafted there's a reason why movie, there's a the reason other why one seven's a, one of
2: my favorite movies of all time
1: yeah, and I, I having seen seven, I saw saw and went, oh, yeah, I saw this movie, and it was better and I cared more
2: although um, I have to mention um so they always release Saw like shortly before Christmas. I mean, not Christmas. But back Friday, when they were making Saw movies, Halloween yeah. On Halloween, actually. Um, they always released it like within a week of Halloween. Yeah. And so my girlfriend, Sierra, and I, we always went, when I, we were in college, we always went to see the midnight showing of Saw. And did too. And there was one year that the midnight showing of Saw corresponded with the midnight showing of a high school musical. And so we go to the theater in Fort Collins to see Saw, and there's like thirteen-year-old girls everywhere, and we're like, "Where the, <laughs> Where the fuck are your parents?" Like it was a, ve- it was just a very strange pairing of yeah. audiences, but it was fun.
1: I remember being actually really tempted to go with you because I was like, "I would we, all, to go we, see ev- a movie. we
2: always invited you. I
1: know, and I wanted to go, but thirteen-year-old girls, not James, thirteen-year-old to- <laughs> girls.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and midnight, midnight Movies and Fort Collins at the cinema marker, $5. That
1: was the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: It's
4: also cool $5. when Strom gives himself a tracheotomy to get out of that box, oh, head-in-the-box right. thing. That's sweet. Gosh, and I I'm so ready for Halloween. Halloween now. Let's yeah. watch, watch all those of those this
2: week. We should do it, honey. Let's make it date night. <laughs> to watch Seven Saws. All right. yeah. yeah.
1: There were seven? of Seven's six. the
4: only one I don't own so far, but Fuck. I'll rectify that soon. That
0: mm, yeah, I have them
2: all right there.
4: I like how the box to five says, like, see how it all ends, and then there's two more.
2: (laughs) (laughs) There was actually one of the things when we got married that, like, we both had all the Saw movies we, like, compared, like, well, this box is cooler.
4: We should be together forever.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Look how twisted we are.
4: So that's it for me. What'd you see, James?
1: Uh, I just saw a couple things. I saw It's a Disaster, which, Brad, you saw, right? Hey, yeah, I did. Yeah. um, What a piece of shit. It's a disaster. (laughs) It's it's a movie with. uh, I didn't. Paul Shearer and Julia Stiles and some other funny people. but uh, David Cross? Oh, yeah. Sorry, not Paul Shearer. David Cross. I've also been watching Whoa. a lot of The League. Yeah. Um, And uh, uh it's good. Be- it, basically, uh, these couples get together for like a couple's night brunch, they they call it, because uh, it's not night. It's daytime. Yes. It's, it's before lunch. They get together on a Saturday for brunch while they're having their brunch and they're, they're sort of, you know, group- Drama is, un- is unfolding outside. Some dirty bombs go off and they don't realize it and the whole world is turning to shit. Um, and then they have to like try to figure out what's going on while they realize that like... While they
4: work out their own problems. Yeah,
1: while they work out their own problems. But their own problem like that, you describe it that way and I think it sounds more dramatic than it is. Every sort of storyline has a fairly comedic ending. It, um, you know this, this movie kind of feels like uh, Seeking a Friend for the End of the World only it takes place in a bottle. And it doesn't really try for any really heady or or dramatic meaning. You know, it's just sort of like this little, it kind of feels like a, a funny little play. Um, that's kind of the way that it reads because it, it all takes place in this one house. Um, but it, it's, it's good. It's definitely a fun watch. It's on Netflix. So I would say, you know, if you're ever cleaning the house and you want something on the TV while you do, like this is a good one to throw in and just listen to. Um, that's the thing, like there's nothing really happening. So you, honestly it could be like a podcast and you could just listen to it and it would be funny. Um, I think the, uh, the ending is, is pretty interesting. Um, so yeah, people should check it out. Uh, I mean it's on Netflix. I like how it's periodically
4: like, the outside world will creep in and
1: yeah. remind
4: yeah. you of what's going on outside, especially when the window breaks. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 The, and that's the thing. I was like, there's moments like that or moments where, when they find out, spoilers! It's it's not just radiation; it's VX gas. And like when the one woman, uh, Ugly Betty, is explaining like um, why, like what VX gas is gonna do to you, and it feels like it's supposed to be dramatic, but they they sort of treat all the dramatic stuff kind of like blasé, um, which is part of the joke. Part of the joke is that these people really don't give a shit about what's going on in the world. Um, but uh, I don't know; it's just weird. Um, the other thing I watched is the bling ring. Got a watch, chance to watch that. It came out this week. Is
2: that good? I really want to see that. It's good. Yes.
1: Uh, Sophia Coppola directed it. And if you have Godfather three, um, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: nothing to do with her directing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, you, sh- I hate to admit this. I've never seen, um, uh, uh, translation. Um, lost in lost translation. Lost in translation. Never seen it. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 yeah doesn't seem like my jam, but anyway, this is... Uh, really? This that seems exactly good. like your jam. You think so? Yeah.
3: What yeah. does he say to her at the end? <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> so uh, <laughs> this movie is about. It's based on a true story of these uh, young kids, like 20-ish. Uh, who they start breaking into celebrities' houses and stealing stuff. Um, the fascinating thing here is how sort of... Um, both how easy it seems and how almost understandable you feel like they're cause the world in which they are living is one in which like the, the way they start stealing is that they are just, they're just walking along and they start just testing car doors. And there are people who just leave like wallets full of cash in car doors in these neighborhoods because they, they just feel like nobody is, nobody's going to steal from them. Um, the The really fascinating one is they the first house they break into is Paris Hilton's house. Who in real life these people broke into like seven or eight times. Um, and when they first go, she simply had a key under the mat, like on the front of that. And now there and all this there's this other thing on the DVD where they talk to Paris Hilton and she says like, "Oh well." My my house lady she she didn't have a key or something so I left it like she has this explanation for why there's a key under the mat. No, no. you left a fucking key under the mat. Anyone who's you, ever worked yeah. the
2: cleaning company knows that you give them your key. Well,
1: yeah, and uh, they it's just, have it. <laughs> like, anyway, so she tries to explain it away, but it's this whole like idea that it was just so easy, like that all they had to do, like they're they're basically googling where these people live and then using Google Maps to just or, like, street view, to just figure out, like, oh, well, if we go through the trees here, we can just get into their house. And the the other thing that makes them sort of sympathetic is when they go, especially at first, they're not taking anything, like, of they're not stealing... Well, the first house, they steal some cash, but when they go to the celebrity houses, they're, they're just stealing, like, some dresses that they think are cool, or, like, just little things, or, like, you know, there's this really... Well, those dresses are
2: probably yes they're not not stealing them
1: to sell them they're stealing them because they they want to taste that little bit of celebrity like they want to be a part of that world um and that's where like the the sort of smart of this movie comes out um where the neat ideas you know it's not just a heist movie it's touching on this whole idea of celebrity um and i think what's kind of gross and what's really cool watching the extra features on this where they they go and they talk to, like there's this whole, they, they actually film it in Paris Hilton's house because I guess Sofia Coppola like hangs out at parties at Paris Hilton's house. I don't know. Um, but she like walks you through her actual house. And the interesting thing here is that you're watching these people who are extremely vain and greedy and they're going to these people's houses and stealing this stuff because they want to be a part of this like fab, famous world. And they're, they're stealing from these people who, these people who are exactly the same, like yep. the celebrities themselves are just as vain and greedy. And like, it's, it's, it's a very bizarre and interesting movie. It's not like I'm not moved by it. I don't think it's terribly important. Um, I, I think the, uh, the sort of story that they tell, they try to make it into this story. Um, it's structured very much like social network where, you're sort of jumping back and forth in time and seeing bits of like what they say after they've been caught. Um, and it's also structured around this one friendship and the way that that friendship builds and falls apart as they do this. Um, I don't really care as much about that friendship though. So it's more, it's a movie that's more interesting than it is entertaining. Um, but still, I think worth a, worth a watch, you know? Um, I think it's a I I rented a red box. It's worth a dollar. Dollar uh, twenty now. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. The jacket. Twenty percent jack raise. That's a lot. Dollar yeah. forty or two forty. Because I usually forget the first day.
2: I but actually, one of the girls who, like, was in that little ring had a mm-hmm. reality show on Eve for yes. a little while. Did you watch it? I did. It was called. It was, called, uh, it was n- pretty, like pretty wild. wild yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was like this mother. You. I mean, you saw where these where these girls got their ideas because this mother homeschooled them.
1: Yeah, in, in the secret.
2: In the secret. So basically said, anything that you really want, you, you deserve and that you will it. get.
1: Yeah. When well, it's, um uh shit, um, jed Apatow's wife, uh, Leslie Mann. Leslie Mann plays that mom in the movie, um, and she's great and, like, creepy and weird and, yeah. Like, it was good. just...
2: It was the worst because they like, I'm like, there was one scene in the show when they are driving to the court date and I don't know, I'm not a parent, but I would like to hope that as if when I become a parent, if I ever have a daughter who is caught doing something like this, driving her to the courthouse, I will have zero sympathy for her. Yeah. Like you do, you know, you get to pay for what you did. This is a learning experience. When they're in the car, the girl goes, Mom, I'm, I need a Xanax. Mom, I need a Xanax. Mom, I need... And I was like, are you fucking kidding me?
1: Oh, yeah. Like, oh, no. She's she's horrible. Oh, and that's the thing. So it's uh, Emma Stone plays that person, like that young woman. And she is... Emma Watson. Emma Watson, I mean. Yeah, sorry. Um, Emma Watson. And I don't know if Emma Watson is not very good or these people actually behave like the dumbest people ever. They do. And that's the that they like do. watching the documentaries afterwards I realized like oh no they really are, are just fucking stupid. Fuck we're still talking about the bling ring? Yeah. It's yeah. No, um, those people reason... listening
4: didn't see Ryan get out of the room, go get a soda <laughs> yeah, and come back yeah, during true. this discussion, <laughs> so <laughs> that's what that comments about. <laughs>
2: anyway,
1: well actually honestly I was ready to move on but because you got up and left I had to I had to string it along. No, and
2: there's a reason like even like the oh, shittiest fuck. reality shows get a second season. I don't think that one did.
1: Oh no, because they all went to jail. Like, at the, by, like the the show was being filmed when this happened and when that came out, so she literally had to go to jail for thirty for for thirty days or sixty days of uh, of the show. So yeah, <laughs> at they least didn't she can get find
2: Xanax in jail.
1: Yep. Anyway, that's what I saw.
4: Someone in jail is probably hiding it up their butt.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, and I did totally. watch. Uh, I rewatched Olympus Has Fallen with my folks this week. Nice. Whoever cut that for that trailer should be fired. Like. Mm-hmm. I, that movie worked really well for my parents because they didn't know that that Ashley Judd was going to die, and like I can't
0: believe she's only in the movie for like five minutes. I know what well, happened to her career. It's supposed well, it's supposed crash to crash and like her husband's racing career. Oh, oh, I think
1: it's supposed to be like a Drew Barrymore, you know, scream. scream kind of thing where you don't necessarily know she's in the movie, and then you know you're surprised that she dies so quick. Um, but not That's if it's in cool the if She came trailer. back and
0: was like the bad guy. Yeah, <laughs> they never recovered her body. Yeah. It was just too cold that day And then she turns around in the chair And be like Oh fuck It's his wife Yeah
4: She she knows how her husband thinks So she's able to Be the villain and battle him
0: Yep And he can't kill her Because he loves her so much <laughs> Frackley writes itself guys <laughs> uh, Any real news this week James? Yeah we got some stuff Yeah uh, do you want to So Then yeah, whatever
1: Alright uh, uh, um break. let's 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 talk breaking bad after the end of the show okay. like in the spoiler section
2: well, how long are you guys going to take to talk breaking bad?
1: uh, it'll take about thirteen seconds for me to go, oh fuck that thing, and then
2: okay, speak quietly real into the microphone, and I will go start some laundry because I still have laundry to do
1: okay okay,
0: what laundry do you have to do? jeez right.
1: she's yeah. going to wash my shirt <laughs> okay, so will wait just a second Here, just. Get Just get real close to me. Just get close to me, Brad. I don't
4: care. Okay, I know Ryan sent us to commercial, but we're going to interject with the Breaking Bad Minute. Um, Laura can't listen to this. This is why we're talking really quietly, but James and I really have to talk about Breaking Bad.
1: Yeah. Um, Ozymandias. Yeah. It's a a brilliant episode. Uh, It's directed by Ryan Johnson, who... Was fantastic. Um, I really love the shot when
3: he, he was, tweeted something of ours. Shut up over there. <laughs> uh, he, uh, I really
1: love the shot when he's when he's bagging the truck down the driveway and pushing the Az- the the the, uh, the Aztec is that what it is the old the old car anyway. It's, it's no, just, the Aztec's it feels like dead, a, dude. Oh, that's right. <laughs> uh, it just feels like a very iconic like end of this show shot. I loved it and it made me so happy. Ryan Johnson was directing it and he made that baby cry.
4: Yeah, so, that's pretty impressive. Although I think more impressive is the acting of Brian yeah. Cranston trying to fake that phone call. Trying oh, to yeah, build himself up yeah. as even more as Heisenberg and yeah. taking the blame off of his wife oh, and yeah. family.
1: I really love. Um, so super spoilers right now, guys. But uh, when Hank gets shot in the face, and then God, that
4: was so loud.
1: <laughs> oh my God! There's so much fart right now. That's a
4: real fart <laughs> in the microphone. It
1: smells like puke and farts in here. Ryan hates um, b- b-
4: bring Bad so much he's never watched it. He's
1: never even watched it. <laughs> even watched it. Um, but when uh, when Brian Carrinson, like just. Just he's he's crushed and he puts on like he puts on the quintessential like sad face from like the drama masks you know where his mouth does like that yeah. weird oblong frown you know and then he just falls on the ground oh my god yeah, yeah. I read oh, it. and then that moment like when he calls Jesse out um, oh, from yeah. under the car and he he doesn't he doesn't condone him or, or he doesn't he doesn't condemn him he just nods and you're just like oh fuck man
4: did you uh, I read something today that said like uh, him. Like when he's changing Holly in the bathroom and Holly calls out for mama, it's like the death of Eisenberg because oh. he finally gets kind of his humanity back.
1: I'm yeah, I'm, uh, I'm waiting, you know, cause I was talking to somebody today and they were saying that like, they don't feel like they have any sympathy left for for him. Uh, and I'm waiting. I, I know that there's going to be, especially now that we know where Jesse is. I just know there's in that future, like super hairy beard future, um, where he's running around getting rising. I, there has got to be a redeeming moment. Where we get just a little glimpse back into into Walt. Otherwise, I don't know what I'm supposed to learn I, from I, the story of Walt.
4: <laughs> I think that was it. I mean, he he's still a bad guy, but
1: I don't know. Cause, oh, because here's the thing. Like, yeah, but he gave he gave I don't think that giving Holly Hel- huh? back is enough because I'm pretty sure this is my my prediction for the last two episodes. Skyler gonna fucking off herself. Like, I th- I thought Skylar was gonna kill herself when she got in the knife. Like, Uh-oh. I I think Skylar is especially after the scene with. Uh, with Flynn in the car and what he says to her, I'm, I yeah, I don't think that Skyler is going to survive, and not because somebody mm-hmm. else kills her. Um, that's my, I don't know that's about my big that. prediction.
4: But I was just saying, like, yeah, I don't know, I don't, I don't see that happening. But yeah, who knows? I could be wrong, I'm, but if it's I'm at right, a point where I just I don't know what's going to happen next. Obviously, yeah. he's going to shoot her rice in somebody. Yeah. Most likely Uncle Jack and Jesse. Believe, but
1: I can't believe there's two more episodes left because like yeah. I thought the whole season was just gonna be about Hank hunting him. So like now fucking now what? Now yeah. Also, Ozymandias is the best name of an episode like yeah. ever. Like that's the oh my gosh. Everything about that he poem Is the watchman too. God ah. damn it. We're not done. <laughs> ah, everything about that poem is that episode.
4: Have you seen that YouTube clip where he Brand uh, Brian Gaston reads that poem over mm-hmm. clips of the no. episode? No. It's pretty awesome.
1: But I know that poem really well, so.
4: So yeah, here's looking forward to two more awesome episodes, oh of Breaking Bad, oh which are apparently longer. Yeah, they're
1: yeah, seventy five so minutes. Really like three episodes. Oh my god, yeah, it's great. Up. Anyway, let's go to commercial. Oh god, that's
0: awesome. My man spider sense is tingling.
1: Hey, look, it's man spider.
0: How's it going, True Believers? When I'm swinging through Colorado and I need comic books, I head to Arvada, Colorado, to Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics.
1: Oh no! The teal troll is attacking me.
0: My son's in danger. Will no one help him? Oh no! It's Man Spider. Colorado Coins, cards, and comics. the whips the competition with great deals on back issues. Fifty percent off. Hold slot. Twenty percent off list price. You want sports memorabilia? They got that
4: too. Where are you going, Man Spider? The teal troll still has my son.
0: Here's webbing your eye. Oh no! I'm
4: bested by Man Spider again.
0: So visit 6700 Wadsworth Boulevard in Arvada, Colorado, and tell them the Real Nerd sent you.
4: Hello, Real Nerds listeners. I'm Mac.
3: And I'm Elliot Tillich.
4: And we're here to tell you to visit SperxusDomain.com why should you visit for domain.com?
3: well yeah it's simple if you like farts and cartoons and bad words and stuff
1: you should definitely visit formain.com how do you spell that address I see what I don't
3: know Fucking s something I I don't know I'm, I'm in I have no idea
4: fine I'll do it s p h e oh got spell the whole thing out Ah, oh, God,
1: just say the domain part. I don't want to be here all night. Jesus. Did you get any more of a complicated website name? Stupid assholes first. Jesus.
3: Anyway, visit our website where you can read about all the funny adventures of seven aliens struggling to live together in an abandoned warehouse in Denver. Well, what? That's it? What? It doesn't say anything about my crazy high or Alex or...
1: <sighs> Ridiculous.
4: Nope. That's all Svirks wrote down.
1: Well that doesn't sound funny at all. But you know what does sound funny?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, gross. Oh man, I'm hungry again. Oh god,
1: oh it's so disgusting.
3: Svirks is gonna be pissed when he sees what you did to his office. Hey,
4: what are you guys doing in my office? It smells like puking farts in here.
3: Go to Snurxdomain.com.
4: Bye! Snurxisdomain.com.
1: For barbecue that can't be beat, try Birdman Barbecue Sauce. Available and original and spicy. These robust, full flavor sauces have the awesome power to kick your taste buds in their face. And for that smokin' taste on everything you eat, try new Birdman smoke and Rub. Caution! Meat left unrubbed may suffer from flavor performance anxiety. You can pick up Birdman Barbecue at local area Ace Hardware stores, Ruff's Barbecue in Golden, and the Danny Cash Hot Shop Off-Broadway. You can also like us on Facebook at Birdman BBQ.
0: Real news, now. It's real news! Somebody died. Oh, of course. James' go-to lead-off story. Well, okay, this guy
1: isn't
4: this a movie This will get people's attention. Person. Death. Uh, yeah, yeah.
1: It, this is not a movie person, but I figured you guys... You guys are big Nintendo fans. Like, I figured yeah, I you Nintendo. would care about this. Um, so, I'm sorry in advance. Hiroshi Yamauchi died this week, uh, who was he he made nintendo get into games um mm. which is why like
4: and he didn't care about them
1: <laughs> well yeah. but you know all he also on
4: the mariners i found out
1: yeah nintendo diners
4: seattle if he, mariners if you
1: watch their highlights oh. on
0: espn they're like
4: he never went to a game either
0: their uh advertisements behind home plate are always nintendo ds or now 3ds hmm. yeah
4: um even when the team traveled to tokyo he didn't he's like i'll just watch it from from my penthouse or whatever
1: <laughs> Uh, so HBO has picked up The Leftovers, which is the show from Damon Lindelof. They're going to get a whole series, which I'm really excited about. Uh, that I, I like that book. A whole like show about meatloaf. what's in
4: your fridge? No. <laughs> you son of Hopefully a
0: bitch. Hopefully it's not Meatloaf.
1: Meatloaf fucking sucks. <laughs> no. It's, uh, it's a post-rapture sort of book. It's like Left Behind, but without all of the not very subtle hints. Thanks, Kirk Cameron.
4: So this is the end?
1: Yes, it's exactly mm-hmm. like the, There's a lot of demon rights. Sweet. Um, this week... Okay, this is this next thing is not actually about what this is about. So this week we found out that Josh Lucas is going to come back to uh, Fast so and it's Furious. Lucas Black, right there. Sorry, Lucas Black, not Josh. Yeah, Lucas Black, who's the guy from Tokyo Drift. Um, yeah, he's going to yeah. come back into the new Fu- Fast and Furious movies. That's not the news. The news is that the the title for this article addresses the idea that there will not just be a seven, but an eight and a nine. This is the first time that I've ever seen anybody say Fast and Furious Seven, Eight, and Nine. Um
4: those movies keep making money, so the f- you not know, the surprised. Future,
1: the future just keeps looking brighter and brighter. Um they are postponing um the good dinosaur as well as finding Nemo by a year, which interestingly means finding that next Dory. year finding Dory, sorry, um by a year, meaning that next year there's not gonna be a Pixar movie. Um, uh we're gonna do. Uh well, we're gonna go see the Lake movie, uh what is it, the box trolls, and hopefully that'll be the best animated movie of the year. Hopefully. Um that it means that this is Lake's chance. Laka has a chance to win an Oscar for best animated movie and it's yeah. next year. Um well,
4: I bet DreamWorks or Sony animation are gonna be foaming at the mouth for that one too though.
1: Yeah, but yeah, Shrek
4: there's... Five anyone? <laughs> yeah, great. I forgot there's four Shreks. Yep.
1: Uh next year we do get the uh how to train your dragon. Um but hmm. ooh, I, I honestly don't have enough faith that that's gonna be better than the original. And it would have to be to be. You know. I like I like I like I really like How to Train Your Dragon, but...
0: Yeah, isn't How to Train Your Dragon one of your favorite films from a couple of years ago?
1: Yeah. No, it was. I really loved that movie.
0: Um, you just said, I like that movie. Like, eh, isn't is my top 10 from 2010, but... Well,
1: meh. where I was going is, I, I think that on an artistic level, when it, where the Oscars are concerned, I think Lake uh, usually would it put should. in a lot more work and, and probably deserve it more. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just saying, I, don't, I can't see DreamWorks getting that. Anyway, uh, Kelsey Grammer is going to be in The Expendables 3. What the nice. fuck?
4: Dick. Right. Action star, Kelsey Grammer.
1: Wait, you know yeah. Kelsey Grammer? You don't like Kelsey Grammer?
2: Um, well, his wife, ex-wife, was on Real Life House, oh uh, Housewives of Beverly Hills. He moved his mistress into his uh, New York apartment before he divorced his wife. Hey, Fucking you know, asshole.
1: You, sometimes you don't, uh, you don't let go of one branch without getting a hold of the next.
4: Wait, his mistress? Mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm.
4: Well, he was fucking his mistress before he divorced his wife, so how <laughs> is that any worse? <laughs> At least he
1: was straightforward <laughs> about it. He um, has a cool voice. <laughs> Fraser's funny. He was
4: okay until he moved in with her.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, actually, he was, he was just trying to get an HBO show. He wanted to make his own HBO comedy uh, of, you know, having his mistress move into his house with his well, wife.
2: Well, I'm pretty sure um, um, his ex-wife got all of his money, so.
1: She did. Oh, that's why
4: he's They, had, they, had, <laughs> to s- they
2: had to sell their Colorado home, though, so oh, unfortunately no. for them.
1: Oh, that's too bad. Don't
2: cheat on your wife.
1: I'm actually yeah, just. I'm just talking to Ryan. Oh, you dick! <laughs>
2: I'm gonna punch you in your dick right now. <laughs>
1: I'm not gonna stop her.
4: Um, if you uh, can find it. Oh, oh. dick!
1: <laughs> Sophie, why did you owe that one? That was about your dick. Oh, uh, Fede Alvarez, who directed Evil Dead, which I we all, well, except for Brad, we all really liked. Um, his next movie is gonna be Dante's Inferno, which is that video game. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I was, and that I was like, like the book? I don't fucking want to see that that game was shitty the, as hell yeah the epic poem that
2: sounds like a boring ass movie.
1: no no uh that's gonna be made by ron howard ron howard is making the poem it's the video game text. is just
4: like click next read some more click I, next i, I want more. that
1: one i don't want to mm. see i don't want like, i don't want to see dude with a cross sewn into his chest go kill demon babies i
0: do yeah
2: yeah, are you? I well, no. See, they're, really making making a, they're really making it. They're really making a Dante's Inferno like off the. There epic will be lo- in a couple article. of years. There will
1: be two Dante's Inferno movies. Yeah, uh, if if the Ron Howard one happens, which it may not, but because um, that one's a bit harder sell. I want to see the is. Kevin
4: Smith Dante's Inferno. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not even supposed to be here today. <laughs> it's hot in here.
1: Fuck yeah. you, Satan. <laughs> uh, and then the very last thing uh, this week. The coming tuesday oh fuck i'm not going to open screen night because i'm gonna be busy tuesday watching no i'll, I'll go fuck you don't look i so just sad, gave him like Brent. death i yeah.
2: was yeah, gonna
4: punch you in your oh. dick
1: well anyway tuesday um agents of shield starts um hmm. maybe anyway. i won't go <laughs> <laughs> uh, agents of the shield starts which is the show based on all the marvel movies and it seems like or they the well yeah i guess Yep. I mean it's all the Marvel, it's the whole Marvel well, universe. Well, Coulson
0: but, is really the only throughout yeah. the whole movies.
1: Yeah, but anyway, because um, nobody else from anyway, whatever. Uh, so they are also talking about making an Agent Carter show uh, if it does well. So they're going to take uh, basically uh, Haley Atwell's character from she has nice Captain, nice. Captain America, and she'd be like running around, you know, World War Two times. <laughs> And fighting Nazis well, with honey, their boobs.
2: Well, honey, it's it's um network TV.
0: So we don't know cool. that. Has. Well, hunting <laughs> Nazis is always a sell for me. I'm like, if you have a movie where a chick is hunting Nazis, I'll watch it.
1: <laughs> well, TV show. Yeah, so TV it'll be shows it'll, it'll be every week. You'll get to watch her hunt Nazis. That'd be sweet. With her boobs out. With her, yeah, with her boobs. Yeah. Well, she's not gonna leave them at home.
2: Well, let's hope she just wears like a not very supportive bra, so you know they move around a lot.
0: Well, I want to see a support bra. I want it like to be like v necked down, like Power Girl.
2: Ryan. Right, Power Girl what? doesn't wear a fucking she, V-neck. My wife cut goes out.
0: Ryan, and she's the one who's talking about how she's gonna what kind of bra she should leave wearing. <laughs> house.
2: I'm just saying, you
1: were encouraging this conversation.
2: It was, yeah. Power Girl doesn't wear a V-neck, honey.
1: Yeah, uh, it's a cutout scoop I, neck, y'all. I, I saw a lot of Power Girl once. I have pictures nice. of a lot of Power Girl. Oh yeah,
2: it still bothered me though that you could see like her bra.
0: I saw more than that. If you look at her website, her Facebook, and the picture with me, oh, yeah. Nipping out, literally.
1: Anyway, uh, so that's news for this week.
0: Man. Some movie made a shitload of money. Box office stats.
3: This is the box office stats.
0: Yeah, Insidious Chapter 2 made $40 million. Yeah. And it cost five million dollars. The guy who makes that, his name's uh, Jeremy Bloom. I forget Bloom right. yeah and uh, he makes a bunch of cheap horror movies. Sinister, Paranormal Activities. Did he make? He has so much money. Yeah.
3: And,
0: like uh, a movie like Sinister cost two million dollars.
3: Hmm. Made
0: fifty something million dollars.
1: Wow.
0: He knows how to market movies.
1: Yeah, because I was just gonna say, do and The Conjuring.
0: He do produced you that one too.
1: do you think that it's that that Insidious two is better than uh, Your Next, no. See that's that's so fascinating that that basically release date and marketing was probably the difference between those two movies. Oh, I long- think marketing. I mean, big one time. of them, Insidious two is obviously a sequel to a movie that people already like, so that's yeah. A big part but of it too, you but. still have
0: to create a, some in a trailer. You have to create an atmosphere like the trailer for the movie we saw this week. Yeah, right. You have to sell the movie, and I don't remember seeing a trailer for Your Next until like two weeks before it was coming out. Yeah, where.
1: And and again, we've said this before, but even when people did it, it looks a lot like the Strangers or you know mm-hmm. one of those movies that people have seen. So,
0: but it's way different. You should see. You should see your next. That's yeah, crazy. not
2: only is it like pumpkin spice latte season and shipyard pumpkinhead season, it's horror movies season. Your
1: house is not decorated in orange shit yet, and I'm very disappointed. About I know. It. Actually, I know. I'm really happy, but I didn't expect that. Well,
4: September 30th is the cutoff date. She doesn't have stuff up not by October her. 1st. Then. Oh. We're gonna have to yeah. call someone in. Yeah. Well,
2: yeah. no, like yeah. what happened last year is I put all my Halloween decorations up on September first, but then I burned through all my Halloween <laughs> candles. Um and so I'm I think this week I'm gonna start getting my stuff out. And I'm I'm gonna make a new tablecloth, so I have to As long to as there's candy
1: that. on the table by next week, that's all I care about. Well there's yeah, peanut butter cups. Give me in some the give me some, right a,
2: Well we have a pumpkin. We have give a plastic me, pumpkin all the time in our house.
1: Give me some kick kits, all right? Okay. okay, I remember that. I expect I have a coupon for
2: him, actually.
1: And M&M's, but only the brown ones.
0: Oh, snap. My boyfriend's releasing his new movie on Blu-ray this week. Let's check over and see what we got.
1: DVD releases on Blu-ray. You're right. It's called Redemption, mm-hmm. starring Jason Statham. It comes Jason out Statham. on uh, DVD and Blu-ray. Aren't you Ray? so
0: glad he finally called our show? Yeah. Right. That was And it's amazing. Like He sounds just like Jason Statham, except for a couple times. He sounds like me. It's awesome. I Even w- know he did an impression of me. I want him to call back. I think back- he's
4: probably making fun of you. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah.
1: I want him to call back and explain to me why I, the fuck I've never heard do of Do you think Jason before.
2: Statham is sitting in his trailer like, do I sound like Ryan Frost yet?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Every day he's doing it in the mirror.
1: Yeah. Uh, no, Iron be. Man 3 is the movie we're actually talking about. It comes out on Blu-ray yep. this week Um, excited to see it again
4: which version are you getting
0: Uh, i got the two disc blu-ray dvd one with the blue border no the gold
1: which one because there's a three disc version but that comes with the the 3d
0: yeah i got the one not that one i got the two disc blu-ray that has a gold border not the blue border because then
1: there's a blue there's a one disc blu-ray that's just the blu-ray
4: that's the one i got
1: yeah yeah yeah. Um,
4: because the poster art's better yeah, the one where he's like crouched down, like in the ocean, like on a piece of floating debris. Yeah, it's weird. It's like his leg is not at the right perspective.
0: Yeah, it's weird. The but the Disney ones, if it's a gold border that has more special features. Yeah, um, but
4: I chose art over special features.
0: <laughs> but usually, like the blue border ones, they still have like a making of and a commentary. Yeah,
2: I did find an. Ad. I gave it to Ryan. I thought he might want to buy it. I found an ad. Well, and I was when I was clipping coupons. Walmart has like if you buy the Iron Man DVD there, you get like like there's like a M and M, M and M Iron Man short that comes with it. Was yeah, that yeah like an M
0: and M cartoon? Oh. of
1: Iron Man! I thought you meant like it's got a song from the new M M&M and M album in a short. No. Oh, Okay.
2: My the little red guy? Yeah. I want someone to buy because I'm curious. <laughs> it'll, how be on, awful it'll be it'll be it'll be on YouTube real
1: quick. Yeah. Um, I mean, no, like
2: on this like ad, it has a picture of the red M&M in an Iron Man costume.
1: I'll watch it. Uh, the Kings of Summer comes out this week, which is that little indie movie that I've been uh, chomping at the bit to see because the trailer was kind of cool. Um, VHS 2 comes out on DVD Did and Blu-ray that, this week. Did you see what
0: that was, though? It comes with a Blu-ray DVD and yes. VHS tape.
1: <laughs> uh-huh. Which it's funny because when I was going through it on, on digital bits, the Blu-ray is actually the least selling thing like the DVD and then that set sell more. And at first I was like, wait, why? And then I realized like, oh yeah, because if you're going to buy the Blu-ray, you might as well get the version that like, also comes with a fucking VHS tape because that's awesome. Um, I Yeah, man. I don't know how anybody will watch it. Oh, wait, you have one. Am I looking at a VHS? No, that's Oh, that's, that's your cable yeah. box. cable box. It's just no. huge.
4: House of the Devil did that too. You get a VHS yeah. at House of the Devil. That's pretty yeah. cool.
2: My mom has VHS.
1: Wasn't that in a clamshell too? Was that in, like, an old Disney clamshell, or was that in a regular paper sleeve? I don't remember. Mm. Um, oh, no, I think it was in, like, you know those, those like, big, bulky, plastic clamshells that, yeah, like, uh, I think right. that like, the... Um,
4: Rental stores had?
1: Yeah, it, well, or, like, the library, like, the real cheap ones mm. they had in the library. I think it was in something like that. Like, not the Disney clamshells, but the real Well,
2: ones. like, if you didn't return the movie back in the Wild Yeah, right. Yeah. Um,
1: room 237, which is the documentary about The Shining, is out this week. Uh, Doctor Who series seven, as well as Hannibal, the first season of Hannibal, uh, which <laughs> I already have pre-ordered. And Can
2: I borrow it and watch it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, probably once I rewatch it all cause well, I, yeah. it's been a while. I, I, I think I want to burn through it again. Because
2: I kept trying, I didn't, well, clearly I don't have my finger on the pulse like you boys do. I, I kept trying to find it on Hulu and stuff and they don't have, they have like,
1: yeah, trying to watch it after there. like if you if you get on too late it's really hard to yeah you, you've got to catch the wave right behind you can't catch the next wave in a wave metaphor. well and i'm like interested on the first three episode wave
2: i'm interested to see too if they have any um special features with thomas harris because that'd be awesome i was watching yeah. uh Cause i love him
0: uh before world war z they had a trailer for hannibal and some dude was sitting at a dinner table and his head was all the way back, and his mouth was all open, and his tongue was hanging out. Oh, fuck, they showed you that part? Yeah. Oh, man, it's
1: messed up. Uh, anyway, uh, skipping through all the last little stuff, uh, Modern Family has a season out this week. Um, oh, oh, uh, Hawaii Five O, which is that show that Brad's watching, um, the new show. The <laughs> that was an three. epic eye roll that we just <laughs> got from Brad. Uh, there, here's one here's Brad actually cares about. Uh, the Dark Knight Trilogy, that big Ultimate collection, comes out this week. Uh, I don't think you're actually going to buy it though. Um, there's also a uh, re-release of Halloween on Blu-ray. I don't think Halloween um, has ever been
0: on Blu-ray, actually. Really? Oh, maybe I do have the original. It's no, like I do. A, I have the 25th anniversary on Blu-ray. Yeah, this one's a, uh, a 35th anniversary. No, I must have it on
1: DVD. Um, and it looks like it's in a in a uh, book. It's a it's a cool looking Blu-ray. Uh, two Broke Girls comes out this week, uh, the second season, I think. I don't know. Um, I Spit on Your Grave two, and then finally a DVD re-release of Good Burger. What? Good bur- Good Burger, everybody! Welcome to Good Burger. What kind of? I mean, is it just orange
2: like the Nickelodeon? Uh,
1: the the banner at the top is orange. Yeah, okay. it well. is is it is definitely a DVD that looks like a Nickelodeon DVD. Um, remember when the VHS tapes were were DVD? Like Harry the Spy was on DVD, or it was all uh, was all orange. Mm-hmm. You guys
0: don't like remember the, the your plastic cassette old, tape? But. No, I do. Oh yeah, yeah. I had an Ease.
2: Oh, Denise. <laughs> <Japanese. laughs> no, this was a poor time. She was like a baby when that stuff came out.
0: Yeah, it doesn't mean you can't go to a garage sale and buy it for her. Is that sure?
1: Oh, yeah. Well, less than that. Like, you and I were little kids when Harriet the Spy came out.
2: When it was like super, super awesome. What? Oh, I'm trying oh, yeah. to think. Nickelodeon tapes were orange. Which ones were green? There were some that were bright green.
1: Yeah, I don't remember. Flubber? Probably. Uh, Anyway, that's the DVD releases this week.
0: Cool. Comic book corner.
1: What's up, nerds? It's the comics corner. I want to do this week. I want to do this week. Fuck you, James. No, go. Come on.
0: Uh, Of course, we're going to talk about the end of Angel and Faith. And also, uh, it's fun to always brag when celebrities favorite stuff. and. Christos Gage, who is the uh, writer of *Angel* and *Faith*, favorited James's tweet about the ending of *Angel* and *Faith*.
1: I, um, especially as I've been f- finishing it, I-, I was a little bit behind on *Angel* and *Faith*, and I'm still a little bit behind on Buffy, so I'm catching up on that too. Uh, and something that has struck me as, I think, why these sh- these two seasons have been so good is, and especially *Angel* and *Faith*, is because there's really only one writer. Like yeah. Christos Gage has, especially with Angel and Faith, been allowed to tell a really detailed and character-oriented story that every single issue is just fucking phenomenal. And
0: I love that uh, Rebecca Isaac stayed in through the last 10 issues, yeah, and uh, she didn't have a fill-in.
2: Because yeah. they would
0: do an arc for four or five issues, and they'd have a fill-in, and then mm-hmm. the regular artist would come back. And uh, that's why when she responded to my tweet, Uh, at Denver Comic-Con. That's why she didn't come to Denver Comic-Con because she was so busy trying to finish Angel and Faith. And uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Oh, man. It's it's fascinating.
1: hmm, I will go so far as to say, I think it's one of the best overall stories that's ever been told in that universe. I think the whole story of, and spoilers for what's going on in that book, but the whole story of Giles being dead and Angel and Faith trying to bring him back and all of the stuff that Faith goes through, because I, I never used to like Faith. Mm-mm. And this book has turned Faith into one of my favorite characters. Um, like, uh, I mean, the, the book really is about her in a lot of ways. Yeah. And and the thing I tweeted at uh, at Christos Gage was this image, a uh, picture that I took of one of the panels um, where Giles and Faith are up on the roof, and they're just talking about, like, the way that she has to sort of grieve through all the things that she's been through and is so powerful and like you know especially comics that are like superhero genre comics they don't get a lot of chances to just tell mm-hmm. stories like this and, and just flat out say things the way that characters will like f- teach you
0: and what I really like too about the last arc is um, I mean it really reached its climax in the fourth issue what happened in the fifth issue was like letting the dust settle and yeah. these characters figuring out everything they want to do and there was a great exchange for a couple of pages between faith and angel about right, how at F- the
1: very end, how faith is going to leave.
0: Yeah. And angel doesn't want her to leave. And, but then he understands It's really yeah. great.
1: It was, it was heartbreaking in a lot of ways. Cause it was them saying like, Hey, this book, there's not going to be another one of these. Yeah. Like we're not going to do angel and faith season nine. Like that's not happening. Uh, or season, season 10. 10. Um, and that bums me out. Well, and the letter
0: pages—they said that they got together and were hammering it out. Now I'm not sure it'll be well, but I'm, faith. I, yeah, but...
1: it'll. It, there will probably be like an Angel book and a Faith book and a Buffy book. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will read all three of them. But uh, yeah, I think this was real special, and 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 makes me. I want to go out there and find everything Chris Gage is writing and and, and he has wrote some written. Spider Man, I, yeah, I want to go find that stuff because it's not even just how well crafted the overall s- story is. Uh, one one thing that stands out to me is. Uh, there's a line where Giles is um <laughs> it's it's like right after one of the um prepubescent Giles jokes where like mm. I, th- I think it's like like the the where page or two Faith. after <laughs> Yeah, either either where he hugs Faith and, you know, things get awkward, or like where he looks down Faith comes like goes to say something to her, and there's just this panel of him staring down her shirt. Um it's one of those two and he's he says something like, you know, oh man, you know, I just I feel like I am a prisoner in my own body and it just doesn't do what I want it to and I feel completely alien and incapable in my world now that I'm young and the guy he's talking to is his old friend and he's like oh yeah and that's what feeling old getting old feels like <laughs> yeah. and like just little lines where throwaway characters can say things like that like that's where I think Christos Gage really shines
0: and what's really cool is uh finding Giles' voice in that Little person's body, you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the young Giles, but still sounds like Giles when you read it. Yeah, uh, is great.
1: And he 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 gets that character really correct because when Giles does come back, you know, we've spent all this time and been been to different worlds trying to get this character back, and so when he is, he is. Fun and wise, and and all of the things that we feel like we've been missing, and we remember, like, oh yeah, he really is the heart of this whole book or of this whole like show. Yeah, um, and that, that is why we need him back. What's so cool
0: is you know it's in a world without magic, and now because uh, I I'm two issues away from being caught up on Buffy. Yeah, and uh, Buffy's getting really has been really good for a while too. Yeah, um, because it, there's consequences for no magic being around because Dawn is created from magic. And so she's starting to fade from existence, mm-hmm. and it's kind of interesting on it too, where they're all starting to tie back together. And
1: I, uh, I really, man, may, if if uh, if Rebecca Isaacs comes to DCC next year, I want to like tweet her and be like, "Hey, you got to convince christos Gage to come too," because I want to talk to one of those writers and and find out mm-hmm. like when did this whole plan to keep one main writer on the book come together, and was there really a discussion of that? Because in the last season, like Brad Meltzer wrote. I felt like the majority of those arcs, certainly the ones that were about the twilight story arc. Um, but looking back at it, I do feel like it suffered because there were so many writers, I agree. but at the same time, like how can you fight against like Jane Espenson writing an issue, uh, yeah. a run or Brian K. Vaughn Like, I mean, um,
0: the, the, the thing with season eight is I think it was just, you write Too many people in the pot. Not that the, I actually thought season eight was pretty entertaining. Yeah, I do too, but it's just too many. But yeah. now that you have a single vision in it, it, it makes a, the books more cohesive. Yeah, uh, and lots of fun.
1: It would be really exciting to me to, to see them go get you know somebody like a Jane Espenson or a Marty Noxon or you know one of those writers who's written the show before and give them a whole series, a whole season of the book, mm-hmm. and say like, hey, we want you to write, or you know, even if they just came on like as a, you know, a, an overall plot person and let them really play around in that universe again. That that would be really cool.
0: And I'm so uh, grateful that you. Uh, cause I was reading Buffy, and you told me to get angel and faith maybe after the third issue.
1: Yeah, it was, it was early.
0: And I, so I went back and I got him. I fell in love and then I fell in love with Rebecca Isaac's art Yeah, because her lines are just so clean and her art is so well done that I, I, I hope she comes to DCC too, because I really want to commission her to do a green goblin so bad Yeah, because just, I love her lines and she's such a great artist. <sighs> so I'm, I, I'm interested to see what she does next because she's done superhero. She's done Buffy now. Um, It'll be fun.
1: This ended up being um, one of my favorite comic book series that I've ever read. Um, and that's out of, you know, the the preachers and the wise that I've read. Um, and I am supremely sad to see it go. Yep. <clears throat> Man.
0: But thank you. Uh, for introducing it and thanks uh, Christos Gage for favoriting our tweets. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm the one who started following them, so you can thank (laughs) me for him finding out about us too. Yeah. Um, Just kidding. But I really did. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) Uh, But no, it was awesome. I I love... uh, The fanboy in me always takes over every once in a while.
1: You know what's really gorgeous is the the hardback versions that they do of all the Buffy books. Mm -hmm. Um, And I haven't haven't seen them yet for the Angel and Faith books. I know I've seen the trades. Hopefully they're gonna... I don't think they started doing the hardbacks for the for season eight until it. for, well for no, season eight,
0: eight i think the last one just came out yeah i
1: don't think they started until this the season was over so hopefully now that that angel and faith is over they'll start doing the hardback so if you haven't read any of this no matter how many times we talked about it uh keep your eyes open for that or just go to Co- Colorado coins and comics and pick up the trades for 20 percent off um yeah, I, either think, way. Yeah,
0: I think that makes them ten dollars so oh yeah so like it's, it's hard to, worth
1: it. it's hard to pass up because
0: they're they're hard to find because you know it wasn't a very big book so there's only like three or four issues of each issue yeah. At each comic store. Yeah. So yeah, you should definitely yeah. pick it up. Ma'am. So this week we went and saw Prisoners starring Hugh, the Wolverine, X Men, Jackman. <laughs> Laura, should people go see The Prisoners?
2: Yes, but I I would suggest seeing at home just so you can have like your blankie or <laughs> <laughs> your little doggy because it was there were parts of it that were it was visibly uncomfortable that it was so tense and I wish I was at home on my couch.
0: Brad?
4: I thought it was really gay. <laughs> like, really gay.
0: Like, superhero gay? <laughs>
4: <laughs> no, it was actually really intense. is Is a good movie. You should see it. James?
1: Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, but be forewarned that you will probably walk out of this movie feeling like somebody has beat you up with a CRT television set, because um, that's how I felt. I literally got in the car and had, like, a... Visceral, re- visceral reaction where I felt like I had been trapped for a while and uh, and when I, I was so ecstatic to be in my car and driving away <laughs> it was a really bizarre I've, I don't think I've ever had that, that feeling before
0: uh, yeah I agree I think it has maybe the best performance by an actor this year oh. by two actors um, um, ooh, Hugh yeah. Jackman and Jake Gyllenhaal are really good in this definitely movie definitely in the running yeah um, so here's the trailer for The Prisoners or is it just prisoners? It's just it's prisoners. Just prisoners.
1: It's like Watchmen. It's just about it's about prisoners.
0: Yes, of all kinds. Yeah, here's a, here's a trailer.
3: Happy Hello. Thanksgiving! Happy Thanksgiving! Happy
4: Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> can I take Joy to our house? Wear a hat, please. You're just getting over a cold.
3: Where are sisters?
2: I can't find them. Anna? Joy? I checked the entire house. They're not here.
3: They weren't outside. It's starting to rain, I think. Dad, yeah, there's this RV, and they were playing on it. There was... There, we thought there was someone inside. So,
2: so, you, you wait here? Waiting for you? Let me go. I couldn't find them!
3: 911. Detective Loki. Do you have children, detective? <gasps> I'm going to find your daughters.
2: Caller reported an RV was parked at a rest stop 46. Show me your hands! Where'd you put those girls? Where
3: are they? What do you got? We didn't find anything. This thing's clean.
5: And That boy has never been in trouble a day in his life.
3: They're letting him go. What? The police said they're letting him go today. Why aren't you sending someone out to go arrest this guy? Well, he has the IQ of a 10-year-old. There's no way he could abduct two girls and then make them disappear. Maybe he wasn't on his own. We're considering all possibilities. I don't think you are considering all possibilities. Just let me do my job.
2: Four days have passed since Anna Dover and Joy Birch were last seen by their families.
3: I have nine level three offenders living within a 10-mile race. Keep knocking on doors. Mind if I take a look around? Why do you tell me his name? He said he took them. Did he say he was with anybody? We found something every day she's wondering why i'm not there and me not you not you but me what in the world did you do someone has to make him talk or they're gonna die five days we gone now we're running out of time you don't even
5: know that it's him you
3: left alone someone and he knows where this guy is why aren't you telling me? This ain't right. Why? This guy's a fake. The girls are still out there.
0: So the movie, if you didn't get from the trailer, is about two girls that are kidnapped. Yeah. Um, Hugh Jackman plays the father of one, and Terrence Howard plays the father of the other. Um, and... Viola Davis is one wife and Maria Bello. Maria Bello is the other one. Paul Dano is the number one suspect. Jake Gyllenhaal plays Detective Loki. Uh and it's all intertwined and this uh this movie is very intense. Um right away I think it's cool because it's I think it's a hard sell for some people because mm-hmm. the movie's really quiet, it moves really slowly. Um but at the same time you kind of fall in love with the these characters at the beginning because, you know, they're going over to Thanksgiving and it just feels really natural. It feels like something everybody does. Yeah. And
1: well, I do want to say like, um, I don't think this is too much spoilers this early on, but the, the kidnapping happens pretty early. Like the the Thanksgiving scene is, is not really that long. And Mm -hmm. so I think really, I realized I was, I was falling in love with the characters as I watched sort of the early grieving stages that they Mm -hmm. went through. Um, not even just the, the first searching, but like when it first started to settle in that this was happening to them, those scenes and those moments were the times where I was like, "Oh, I really care about the." You know, it wasn't. It wasn't that I loved that family in that first scene. It was that I loved that family when I watched them get broken. Um,
0: it's such a cool movie too, because what makes these movies difficult, whether it's Seven or this movie, is sometimes Zodiac. I, Zodiac is you know who the villain is. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. You know where it's gonna go, but this movie I was has kind of taken it back because the char- no character had. The only characters that seemed kind of know what was going on was Hugh Jackman's character. But at the same time, you're like, something's not right with this guy. Yeah, But at the, you know, Detective Loki, Jake Gyllenhaal's character, he was so different. Like, Is he the bad guy? Is he the, you know, the guy setting everybody up to, to take his fall? And Paul Dano plays a kid who, or he's a man who has the IQ of a 10-year-old. And there's a really intense interrogation scene with Detective Loki and... uh and what's his what's his name in it is uh, Alex. Alex. Yeah. And if you want to feel the intensity of the scene, we'll go ahead and play it for you right now. I recognize these girls.
3: I didn't see them. May I sit down? What do you do in the RV? Answer my question. sleep there. You sleep in there. You were sleeping out there mm. in the day. Why was the RV parked outside the house? Mm, I went for a drive. You went for a drive. You weren't driving. No, for a fact, those girls were playing outside your RV. You weren't driving. It was parked. It was it a special day? Were you planning on taking two little girls? No. Have you done that before? No. Did you ask him to come inside?
5: No. You
3: asked him to come inside the RV and then you take him away? No. Did you put those girls somewhere? Yes. Come on. Did you put those girls somewhere? Just don't touch me. I oh, know you put those girls somewhere.
0: And it's cool the, the way they play off each other because Paul Dano, you know, the, those characters are always hard to play because they can come across as really cheesy, and, yeah, but the way he plays it with such
1: i, I don 't know there's a there's a sort of creepy
0: and innocent at the same time
1: yeah you, you don't he's good at that as he, an actor he doesn 't portray a character that you feel like you can put in a box he's not it's uh, not it's not, a, it's not a version of oh shit he, it's not a version of um Wow, that was really bad. I did not mean to make that pun. <laughs> um it's not a version of that kind of character, of that kind of person that I feel like I've seen before. Um and so anytime he was talking and answering questions, I didn't know whether or not to believe him yeah. or if he was entirely like or if he was perfectly realistic, you know what well, I'm saying?
2: Well and when they I guess is isn't really spoilers. And we're we're past the trailer anyway, so you, you find out later on that Alex is not who he seems to be. And then he also has suffered like the ginormous trauma also a victim, throughout yeah. his life. He is a huge victim in this. Yeah. And so I wonder if, because they said he is the IQ, a 10 year old, Yeah. but also after this extremely traumatic event happened that he didn't speak. Mm hmm. I always wondered. Well, I don't this, know. He also he... picked up a
0: doggy and was hanging the doggy with a leash.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah, man. That's
0: that no. Was I mean, that
2: fun. scene was fucked up. At the same time, like, given what he's been through, can you can oh, you imagine no, 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 having no, no. any? No, no, no. I, I totally understand it. Like, like I,
1: um, that's the thing. Like that character not, Once you figure out who that character really is, it makes sense. then it makes sense. Yeah. But when you're first seeing it, like, yeah. the well, way that's... he re- relates to the world around him, I, I it. It's just weird. Yeah, See, I guess um,
2: I think that he really, honey. <laughs> um, you know, I, I let you go on for like ten minutes. I yeah, yeah. Put your mic down. It's okay. <laughs> uh. I think in this situation, well, it happens a lot of times where people they think that he's stupid. They think that he just doesn't understand. No, he understands. He is totally with it. But because he has a very hard time communicating these things. And he is you know secretly very aggressive because he's so angry, yeah, I don't know. Well, I don't he's also, I,
1: he's also been like drugged and tortured for 26 years yeah so I, we don't really know whether or not he's all there. that's true um,
2: i don't I do not believe that he was as daft as they would have us believe. Oh no, no,
1: no,
0: well, no, no, that's I mean that was the breaking point for Hugh Jackman's character, where you know he was released from jail. And he thought he said something to him, so he goes and sticks out his house, and then he, you see him walk out, and he seems like, you know, he's just this fucked up kid.
5: Oh, fuck, I want
0: to... And then he comes out, and he starts, like, fucking with that dog, Yeah. and you can see, because Hugh Jackman is so great in this movie, you can see his attitude change. Yeah. He's like, no, this motherfucker did something to my kid. And, and you know, then the prisoners comes in, because, you know, he takes that kid prisoner. Yeah. And he beats the shit out of that kid. Yeah. To get like he,
1: I mean, there is a point at which he says, "Like, I if I if I hurt him anymore, I'll kill him." So I have to find other ways to torture him. Like you're, you're like, fuck you, and and it's it's such a bizarre line to draw because I I don't always I I disagree with the things Hugh Jackman is doing, and yet there's a part of me that's like I understand why you're doing this, like like. It's it's very much. I end up feeling the way that maybe Terrence Howard does, not in the way that I would condone or help. I would. um, I would not. uh, But where like I'm watching this happen, and I I I feel like okay, this is the wrong thing to do. But I don't know how. Like I understand where you're coming from because you know all he's trying to do is do something. Mm -hmm. You know he does he he has no control in this situation, and but he has to do something. Um, It's why you know you talk about him. Turning in such a brilliant performance um, You can't help but sympathize with him, especially once you see that scene in the car with with Loki oh, that's where my he favorite just, scene in the movie. He just fucking screams at Loki and says like you don't understand like she's You're doing your best to save him her save her. fine, but she's not waiting for you Like she's out there waiting for me to show up and save her You know what I love about when
0: I see a trailer and they have like clips from the the scene from it Yeah, but when you watch it and the scene's so much longer and he's so much more, and more powerful, like, powerful and, 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 uh, and uh, where he's I mean, there's that scene where uh, he takes, you know, he's torturing Paul Dano by punching him and then he takes the hammer.
3: Yeah. And uh,
0: he's, he's like, do you want me to
1: do this? To you? And he's breaking the fucking sink when it's so intense because you're like, holy shit, we're going to watch him break this dude's hand <laughs> yeah. in half.
0: It's it's. Amazing and and I, and,
1: uh, and in that scene, a great performance from Terrence Howard, where he is he is there, and then like the look on his face after the hammers in the wall, and Paul Dano's on the floor, and no one has actually been hurt, but but Terrence Howard just like sits down, watches Hugh Jackman leave, and then looks at the hammer. Yeah, because you're you know, just like fuck. That's what do not you an do? easy
0: uh, part to play, where you know, because obviously it's the Hugh Jackman, Jake Gyllenhaal movie, where those yeah. two guys are the ones who you're focusing on. So to play a supporting role in that, you gotta be really good and you know, he was really good in it.
1: And it's a it's a dynamic character. Like yeah. he, he, he has to make you understand that he, he doesn't condone any scared agree of it. With it, crazy but, like is willing to help because he know he can't and fucking Viola Davis, who is always fantastic when she has that scene where she comes to Paul Dano and like begs him to help and she she hates the fact that they're doing it, but under again knows that there's no other like she has to condone it like oh
0: it's fucked up and what's you know too as you watch the movie there's clues throughout the whole movie and as mm-hmm. you know they you reveal the plot at the end you're like oh yeah they said all this stuff it's
1: a really good mystery
0: they said all this stuff and uh, i i love i i love the relationship that loki has with his captain where he's like, you know, do your fucking job. Yeah. <laughs> when you have something new, come fucking talk to me. And I didn't, I, I didn't understand why he had such disrespect for him though. It was, it was really interesting because you, you never see that. And I thought I was like, Well, is the captain the guy who's killing these kids? Because yeah. he wanted Loki to not be able to solve a murder or something. And yeah, it was pretty fascinating.
1: It's a, it's a great mystery where they, they give you a lot of clues along the way. That you you know, like you know that certain things happen because they show you, like the guy sneaking into the house. So there are certain things that you know that Loki doesn't. There are clues that you've put together that Loki hasn't. And then when Loki starts putting them together, you're like, "Well, wait, I don't actually know what's going on."
2: <laughs> like, like that was another scene. I understand the connection, but what does it mean?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you don't know why these things are happening, but and you was, have the clues.
0: I was seriously terrified when Loki gets to. Um, That one guy's house and there's that room with all the boxes and
1: I thought there's gonna be like dead children in those boxes. I know, me too. I was like, fuck. And then there were snakes and I was more terrified. (laughs) (laughs) Like You were sitting next to me like he'd open those fucking boxes full of snakes and I was just like bah!
0: I know, it it is fun uh, seeing my wife in my peripheral because every time she'd like go, and she'd get all intense and emotional When the boxes would open? Or just throughout the movie? Uh, Throughout the movie when those because in my wife said, I think she was thinking the same thing I was. Yeah. And when she saw those boxes and he started calling out their names, she's like, "No!" And she like put up her, her hands, and she was so afraid that those children would be in there.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, part of you know this movie is methodical; it takes its time. I mean, it's two and a half hours long, but I guess by the time it was over, I realized it didn't feel that way. But it 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 does feel long. Um, but there's so much going on and it is paced so masterfully that like it, it you really kind of feel trapped in this situation no you do you, because
2: it's like for me i felt like i want this to end because this is uncomfortable yeah like i wanted but, them to find
1: these kids just so i can stop feeling like i'm living in a world where no one yeah. can find these children
2: like and i i was just like i know like i had it's probably going to end. Okay. Everything's me fine. But I'm like, I, I don't want to find out cause it's going to be fucking terrible, but I do cause I want it to be done. Like. Yeah. Yeah. There, there
1: does get a point like, and probably there like in the snake boxes scene where I think there does, there are a few moments where you're kind of like, I I almost wish they would just find these kids dead so we could be done. <laughs> like, and it's, it's, but at the same time there, there are sections where I was telling you guys, uh, when I was over, cause we went to the Alamo and, uh the Alamo brings you your res- your your check at 45 minutes before the movie was over and it's a it's sort of a bad meta thing cuz then you have some idea that the like the, okay the third act is starting guys mm-hmm. come on um and this is one of those movies where i was praying they wouldn't bring the check because we needed way more time than 45 minutes in order to resolve everything that was going on you know um
0: man Brad what do you think
4: <laughs> um I, I I liked how it unraveled itself very slowly. There were times where I was like, when are we going to get to like a significant plot development? Yeah. But, you know, there's such great acting and such great scenes. You just, you just go along with it. The whole, um, the way the villain at the end explains herself in a very Bond villainy kind of way mm. was kind of, uh... You mean,
1: the, you mean the line about, uh, this is how we make our war with God...
4: Yeah, and just that whole, like, almost everything from her scene where she just explained like, yeah, we used to kidnap the kids and, like, just explain away at gunpoint where it's like... Yeah. She could have just... The the movie spent so much time being very realistic, like, existing in a real world. Whereas, I feel in a real world, she would have just shot him in the kitchen. Um, mm. She's obviously had no problem, like, co- covering up kids in her house for five days but part of it too like if
2: she just wanted kids to disappear she would have just shot them but she drugs them and keeps them like yeah. under basically conscious sedation
4: and then Hugh yeah, Jackman drinks to- the drug soda but he never like passes out or nothing which I guess he didn't drink enough
1: well we don't know we don't really see him in that hole uh, I
0: was hoping he'd take that bottle and throw it at her <laughs>
1: let's go all Hugh Jackman <laughs> on him. Uh, well, he, he'd be like snick snicked and then he just fuck you Melissa Leo
2: well, and from what, like, I'm trying, like, it was ketamine, and they mentioned one other drug, which they use in conscious sedation, where you're, like, they use it for procedures that are uncomfortable, but you still want the person to be able to, like, respond and, yeah. you know, move a certain way. So they would be aware of their surroundings, but probably not be able to articulate stuff and probably not remember what was going on, which is why, like, the little girl had, like, bits and pieces of what happened, but not, you know, she wasn't totally with it.
1: Did you, um, did you know? And this is every like where the spoiler wall is gone now. Like this is it. Um, did you know when the little girl woke up and looked at Hugh Jackman and was like, "You were there"? Did you have any idea what was going on? Like, did you? Could you explain like why? But I thought that it was terrifying. I so all of a sudden all the pieces I thought I'd put together and that I thought I had a, gri- a grip on this when that little girl looked at Hugh Jackman and was terrified. I was like. I don't know anymore like I don't I because I didn't want it to be revealed that like oh well the dad was doing it uh, or the Hugh Jackman was the bad guy mm-hmm. um, I had a moment honestly when she goes to his house when he where when he shows up and he's got like the tool belt. Um, because the cut there is so weird. I had a moment where I was like, it's the fucking prestige. There's the two Jackman is twins and one of them is crazy evil <laughs> and he's running around killing kids looking like his brother. Like, mm. I really know.
4: No, I was just sitting there going like, how does she escape? How does she explain it already? How does she escape?
1: Well, to me, I oh, thought that, that yeah. I
0: mean, I went like I went two ways. You know, I'm, I'm, she said, "You were there. You were there." I'm like, "Oh man, did Hugh Jackman kidnap him?"
5: Right. And man. then he
0: showed up at that lady's house. I'm like, "Oh, he's gonna fucking kill that lady." Yeah, that's what I thought. Because too. it's that dude's mom. But then I he figured it yeah. all out. Yeah. Well, me. but but
1: it took me it took me like maybe until he she had him at gunpoint outside before I realized like oh she drugged him with the stuff he was drinking at her house and that's how like she then made him go in and like tape the kids. And that that's how she did it, um and that that's why, like she saw you know her at the house and how he put that together, like it took me way too long to figure out like what the connection was there and how he figured it out, and I don't know if that's a failure of the movie to keep me in line with what it was doing, or if it was just that, hey, we want you to continue to not be comfortable. That, no, when she said, like, that. I
4: saw you there, I was like, oh, well, he was in the house, and they were in a room, yeah, and, and they saw him there. Yeah, and she heard his voice,
0: and that's all that. Yeah, or at least I mean. she well,
1: no, his voice. yeah, but we, we get that shot, like, of her perspective, you know, when there's that really creepy sound that happens, and then, like, from her sort of perspective where we see the bottles, and then, like, there's two people walking through the room, um, I think. Like, that's what I thought I saw. i have to
2: watch, because I didn't get, like, I, I got it of, like, the little girl heard his voice.
1: But she says you put tape on her mouth. Like she, she said, I don't know.
2: I'd have to. I don't know. I have to watch it again. I, that I think that's what happens.
1: I think that when he's at her house talking to her, like when she's doing the whole spiel about like, this is where Alex came from, and my son died of you know cancer and all that, and that's why I'm a crazy pants. Um, that that stuff he was drinking, he we didn't see it, but he passed out, and then she made him do stuff, and then he didn't remember that she made him do it. Um, that's what I thought was happening. Now I got yeah, to see it again. Yeah.
4: I didn't catch that. The other thing is, um, I was trying to figure out like when Loki's looking up to find out what's significant about the house that he's going to. Um, it's, there's this like on a newspaper, uh, cut out of like this officer who killed himself at mm-hmm. that house and i have been like trying to figure out all night, like how he made that connection to like, uh, cause he realized like, Oh, this whole time, this is what I've been, should have been checking out. Um, early on in the movie, the son is wondering why they don't rent out that house. And I just realized that it's because, not because it's a fixer upper, it's because that's Hugh Jackman's dad who shot himself.
1: Mm-hmm. And he doesn't want to. Oh, I never put that together. I think that's yeah, Yeah that, was... that weirded me out too. Yeah. I, yeah, I didn't get, I, that was one of those things. I think it was just maybe the way it was shot or something. And that when, when I'm supposed to re- is the fucking house going to take off? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The whole place is shaking. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I know.
1: Okay. Um,
2: Anytime I put, well, this is a weird conversation. Anytime I put, like, any jeans in with any of the laundry, it makes the house feel like we're, like, in a spaceship. (laughs) Yeah, I
1: I know. I feel like the house is going to get hit by a train in a second. Um, Shit, where was I? Uh, So, you know, they do this, like, close-up on this article. And Mm -hmm. I just felt like, the whole time I felt like I was reading the wrong parts of the article. Like I was reading like yeah. the end bit, and I was like, wait, was I supposed to read the beginning? I, I don't know what part I'm supposed to pay attention yeah, to. Yeah,
4: he gets the address from the end part, and you're just like, okay, well, I don't know why he went and found this story to find that piece of information. I think he
0: yeah. typed in the street address, oh, okay, because so I he I looked, when he was uh, following Hugh Jackman's character, he looked up at the cross streets, mm-hmm. and then he typed them into yeah. his search engine.
4: Okay, so he was searching by the streets. I saw the the cross street thing, but... The whole, like, it was focused on the cop for so long. I was like, what does yeah. the cop da- shoot himself there have to do with that address? And I was like, yeah. oh, yeah, in the beginning, uh, he was trying to tell his son that he didn't want to rent that house. And, oh, it must be his dad who shot himself.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. See, that's, wow, that's subtle. I didn't catch that. Cool.
0: Well, it also said his dad's name in the article.
1: I did, But I was probably reading the wrong <laughs> part of the article. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, it was just a weird one. Uh, you yeah, know, it's funny. We uh, I didn't see,
4: like, Lieutenant Dover in there.
1: We first saw the trailer for this movie the weekend at DCC, and I remember like it ending, and I immediately wanted to see this movie. Like I, I, I still think it's a fucking brilliant trailer, but they re-edited it like not too much, you know, a month or two later, and just changed, tweaked a couple of things. And one of the things they added was they added more of the the necklace, um, and the maze symbolism, and I really, I think that was a poor choice, because it was one of those things like because i noticed the neck because i'd seen the trailer i of course noticed the necklace on the guy at the beginning um that then it felt like one of those places of like okay how come he's not putting this together like i see it it's obvious to me um it was mm. just a weird little you know one more one more sort of poorly cut trailer for the year yeah
4: like how did you not recognize it when he turned in that body yeah you know? especially
1: because the, the body was like the only thing on that body was that necklace, like. You know, it was one. It was one place where they stretched credibility a little bit, but yeah. man, it's fucking good. Cool. What are we seeing next week? I don't know. What are we seeing next week?
0: <laughs> I don't even remember. Machete kills.
1: No, that's October. Uh, no, that's 11th. two weeks. And uh, isn't that the fourth? I thought it was the no, fourth. No, it's the fourth. The fourth is Gravity. Gravity. For sure. yeah. Oh. Um. Next week is uh, oh, Rush. Rush is next week, isn't it? Mm. uh yeah next week is rush 27th oh no it's don john all right i mean unless somebody wants to make an argument for rush over don john but my body my pad my porn my girl
2: no that's one movie that i told ryan you were not allowed to see don john without me i'm gonna go see it without her i will be available on friday so i will go see see don john
0: (laughs) i'm gonna go see it in the afternoon (laughs) uh
1: not that I don't we'll want yeah. to see Rush, I do want to see Rush, but dude Don John.
0: It's giving you some good vibrations.
1: Yeah.
2: Got those. Well in vibrations. uh Jason Gordon Lovett has a Twitter account Joseph. where he Joseph, sorry. Where he like tweets as Don John and people ask him quite it's awesome. It's oh, fantastic. Cool. You should check it out We you have not. Does he
1: just like tweet out like porn that he's watching that day?
2: No, he's just, he asks, like, yo, ladies, ask me a question. And, like, know, it's it's and the creepy. ladies are like, oh, what's it like to be from another planet?
1: <laughs> Third Rock from the Sun. I right? do like his
0: trailer before Regal Entertainment, where he says, this is Jessica and Levitt. I am the actor-director of Don John. I hope you like it.
1: Yeah, I know. <laughs> he's just so excited for you to see his movie. It's very adorable. Cool. Bye. Bye.
2: See ya. Don't